with sports done right. Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with sports done right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright, broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion, the governor of sports talk, that is, and he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports Done Right, up next. ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the office of Minnesota's number one sports authority, 
He's the governor of Sports Talk Radio, and by way of executive order, serving you a stimulating dose of sports done right. What is going on, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor, the big smooth one. That is me, and I am very happy to be coming to you a little bit early tonight, but thank you for tuning in. Sports Done Right, live from the executive mansion here somewhere in the eastern suburbs of the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, on a very, very, very gloomy uh, evening here. The rain is coming down, but hey, it beats snow, I guess. So I um, want to say what up as we got the chat room popping already. First off, my main man out of Anoka County, Minnesota. Uh, too bad he can't get on that big Harley today. But ladies and gentlemen, give it up to my main man, the very conservative, the conservative prince, I call him, Jason Adams. I want to welcome him. What's going on, Big Jace? And of course, I see you out there. He is first. What you know? He he's like everybody's favorite uncle, is what he is. Um, very cool guy. We're often trolling each other, but like he says, you got to have thick skin if you come in here and roll with the real cast rangers. So um, if things get a little heated in the chat room, remember don't take it personally. But first, we got to play his tune and give it up for the chief rocker himself. Uh, Jersey Vern, the one and only Ohio State man. What is up, my brother? Da 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 I.O., baby. What's up? Chief Rocker Big Jersey Vern is in the mix. Uh, he comes, uh, he is down in Atlanta, Georgia, by way of the New York metropolitan area over in the New Jersey side. And I would like to welcome him. And oh, look who just stepped in here, our main man, Mr. O.G. Dion. What is up, O.G.? What's going on, sir? Thank you for tuning in another Tuesday night. And this is Sports Done Right on Spreaker.com. I would like to thank you all very much for tuning in. We got so much to get through here in the next couple hours tonight. My brackets are filled. I will tell you who I got a little later on, but it is tournament time in the NCAA. Uh, I got the monitors here uh, doing my patriotic duty. We got election results coming in. From another big night of primaries uh, going on. So we will keep an eye on Fox, CNN, MSNBC, and uh, whatever other sources we got out there. Feel free to jump in there. But please keep the politic talk to a minimum because we got lots of sports to go through tonight. Um, But over in Ohio on the Republican side, looks like uh, just 2% in. But John Kasich, the governor there has a three-point lead over Trump, but obviously that's going to change. But early voting, and or excuse me, early returns are in here as well. So I oh, want to say what up to our main man, the Georgia State alum. He is the chief justice of the real cast nation, uh, keeping law and order wherever he goes. Give it up for Sluggo, my main man from Atlanta, Georgia. What's up, Sluggo? Crowd is on its feet for Big Sluggo, man. 
What's up, Slug? All right, Sports Governor, so much to talk about tonight on the local scene. We're going to talk about with the Vikings, uh, the, the departure of Mike Wallace. We're going to start taking a look at who I think they should take, and that is TCU wide receiver Josh Doxson. We'll get into that a little bit later on. We obviously got tournament talk coming up. Uh, we can get into a little baseball talk, uh, spring break, or spring break, look at me, spring training's in full effect, and it is going down, man, Twins looking kind of good um, so far, so we'll see what happens there, uh, Lovey Smith has been a busy individual at Illinois, he is putting together his staff and um, some names you've heard of, so we'll definitely talk about that, one from Ohio State, so I know Big Jersey Vern We'll definitely be interested in that. Um, Sluggo, I want to say what's up. Sluggo reminded me that, uh, of course, his uh, Georgia, Georgia State team beat our University of Minnesota Golden Gophers in baseball about a week and a half ago. <laughs> oh, man, he even got the joker on that one, man. So want to give it up for Georgia State. It is the largest state in or largest school in Georgia. Not a lot of people know that, but the Gov knows that because when I come correct, I spit them facts. That's why nobody's taking this job, and I'm going to roll to another term, baby. Um, early returns in Florida, or not early, 74% in. Hillary Clinton crushing big Bernie Sanders, 65% to 32% there. So uh, what else we got going on here? We got uh, some local news here. Uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers, the university over there still can't get it straight. Took them eight months to just to start hiring a search firm to find their new AD. And this, uh, sad to say, the, the main university in my state is in trouble. It is uh, my alma mater. I graduated from there. We'll get into that for the local fans in a little bit. So what we're going to do is on uh, the first half of the show, we're going to knock out kind of the local scene, the Minnesota stuff here. And then we're obviously we're going to get into the tournament and the NFL talk. We're going to be followed tonight by cooking with the microwave, John Fisher, and he will uh, hopefully be in here as well. If you do want to call in the phone number, and I'll put this in the chat as well, people, 651-968-0124. We got you on the Skype line, baby. And that's all I got to say. So um, I hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, Jason, I know your uh, son went to his first concert there, that Fall Out Boy concert. Uh, uh, let us know how that was. Always good to see the little kids getting into music that's actually performed by artists who play instruments. Um, I, I, I really do like Fall Out Boy. Uh, I was kind of late to the game with them in terms of their type of music, but I, I do like them a lot. All right, Sluggo's out there saying what up to everybody, as is Jason and OG Dion, the Chief Rocker jersey, Vern. And glad you guys got the alerts. Glad you guys are in here live with the Gov. Um, we got a lot of stuff to get through tonight. We got some NBA as well. Jason, I'm going to get you some NHL updates since you joined us live. Jason is a big hockey guy. Um, he is definitely down with the Minnesota Wild. We have a lot of fun, obviously, me being the Blackhawk fan. Uh, me and Jace uh, have a lot of fun with that. So, Jace, we'll get you some hockey updates here as well, let you know what's going down tonight in the NHL. Um, unfortunately, my Blackhawks got blown out yesterday, uh, 5 nothing at home. Um, so uh, they got some issues. They're a couple points out. Uh, early scores in the NHL. We've got the Pittsburgh uh, 
Penguins up one nothing over the New York Islanders. Washington and Carolina are scoreless after a period. Philadelphia Flyers are up on the Red Wings, one nothing midway through the first period. We have Tampa Bay and Toronto. They are tied with about four minutes left in the first, as is Montreal and Florida. They are scoreless, and here they come. Just needed a new coach, right, Jason? Minnesota up one nothing on Ottawa, and that is out in Ottawa, Canada. Late games tonight in the NHL, we got the Los Angeles Kings and the Dallas Stars, and that is down in Dallas at 8.30 Eastern, and or I should say a later game. Again, I'm not used to starting this early. And then uh, late tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, we got the Boston Bruins and the San Jose Sharks. That should actually be a pretty good tilt right there. On the NBA side, we got some scores already. Let me hit the refresh. And again, you got Vince Wright, sports governor, here live in the executive mansion. Uh, empty house from kids gone. Uh, Sydney's actually taking a little nap. I'm going to have to wake her up, get some homework done, and the first lady's all doing her thing. And we got Boston and Indiana. Indiana's up uh, 43 to 39, 19 seconds left in the first half. The Denver Nuggets are trailing the Orlando, Orlando Magic, 59 46. Brooklyn Nets are up on the lowly, lowly Philadelphia 76ers, man. 24-11. Yeah, that's Philadelphia, boy. That's a, that's just a, a shit-ass franchise. Uh, later game, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, we got Toronto and Milwaukee. What, 8.30 Eastern, we have the Clippers and the Spurs. That's going to be on NBA TV. And the late game on the West Coast, we got the Sacramento Kings going down to Los Angeles to play uh, Kobe's Lakers. So, folks, thanks again for joining us. Um, again, Vince right here, sports governor, and we got a lot to get to, man. So what do you guys think about Phil Jackson coming back next year to coach the New York Knicks? Oh, but wait, but wait. Only at home. I'll wait. I don't know about that one. I, I I love the cachet of it, but is that really what a team needs? Is it, so okay? The article that I printed off—it's obviously all over the place. I got the Bleacher Report article here that I printed off earlier today. New York Knicks president Phil Jackson may not have coached his final NBA game, according to Ramona Shelbourne of ESPN.com on Monday. Jackson could split games on the Knicks bench with interim head coach Kurt Rambis during the 2016-17 campaign. There's even talk Jackson could offer to coach home games next season with Rambis coaching the road games. Oh, boy. It's an offer the late Lakers owner Jerry Buss uh, once flatly rejected, but it could be an interesting compromise to hiring Rambis as the head coach next season. Jackson took over as the Knicks president in March 2014, and the fans of Madison Square Garden are still waiting for the turnaround on the court. So I see the Chief Rocker, our number one Knicks fan out there, says he will think about it. Oh, yeah, Jersey, you know he absolutely will. He absolutely will. Um, I think Phil's kind of itching to get back, but here's the thing, and then, you know, Chief Rocker, you know this as well. Uh, Big Phil has a very, very bad back. Uh, he has uh, had a bad back for 20-plus years. It goes back to him coaching with the Bulls. But at this point in, in his life, you know, he's about 70 years old now. 
Um, he looks great, by the way. You never think he's 70 looking at him. But uh, air travel is just something that, you know, cannot be tolerated. Um, air pressure and bad backs just don't mix. You can ask Larry Bird about that. So uh article goes on here. Uh, let's see. Just kind of goes over to Knicks records here. New York went 37 and 45 in 2013, 14. Uh, many of those losses was obviously before Phil took uh, took over, and they were 17 and 65 in 2014, 15. Uh, the Knicks have shown somewhat of the improvement with a 28 and 40 record this year, but they are still headed to another playoff less spring, as the article says. With the recent losing serving as a backdrop, Shelburne noted Jackson is feeling more urgency as his out clause with the team following the 2016-17 season approaches. So there you go as well. Uh, Big Phil has an out clause, and we will see what's going on. But before, before we continue, and let me get back in this chat here. First, let me welcome my main man, my brother-in-law, Matamidi, Minnesota. What is, uh, when I first started uh, dating his sister, what did he say? The Matamidi Posse, the Matamidi Mafia. Anyway, this is the leader, Jeffrey Paul. What's going on, sir? And Jeffrey, you are right on point. I always think of my first trip to Vegas with the Gov. Tournament time in Vegas with the Gov. We need to do that again soon. We should really put that on the calendar next year, and we'll definitely talk about that, man. If you have not been to Las Vegas during the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, people, you gots to go. You gots to get out there, man. You really, really do. Uh, this was uh, Jeff and his friend came out. We were uh, Vegas veterans by then, but the little guys, Jeff and his friends, were Vegas virgins. He had never been out there, and... Boy, when they saw the size of those hotels on the Strip and saw we were staying at the Luxor, we had the cabana rolling Saturday afternoon, drinks flowing, splish splashing away, man. That's what it was all about. So we will definitely do that again uh, very, very soon, Jeff. Uh, very, very soon. And, uh, you know, if, folks, like I said, you got to get out to Vegas. Two times to get to Vegas here during a prize fight, a good one. Uh, maybe MMA now with the younger kids, but you know, I've had the pleasure of being out there, uh, for, for, uh, Mayweather fights for Tyson fight weekends. It's a whole different world, man. Whole different world. So, uh, Jeff is right on point with that. I also want to welcome our main man. That's right. He started his life up in Massachusetts, the ever popular Patriot wearing Patriot loving Tom Brady Brown Nosen. He is our man. Government name Greg Finney, but he is known in the chat rooms as Grego all the way from Cape Cod, from Braxton, all the way up to Roxbury, and even uh kicking ass over in Charlestown, man. What's up with ya, Greg out? Wanna say also Looks like Angie's out there uh, driving safely, I hope, and listening. What's up to the First Lady? We'll give it up for her. And we are rocking and rolling. Sports done right. Usually 7.30 p.m. on uh, Tuesday nights, Spreaker.com. One of the hosts on the channels, on the RealCast channel here, uh, had a uh, previous commitment. We want to say what's up to that ninja. 
T. Tiller, T. from Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, he is the host of the Underground Railroad Show. He is normally on until 7.30 Central Time. But his daughter had a volleyball tournament, and we definitely want to give it up to his daughter because uh, about a week and a half ago, they took first place, and we are definitely pulling for them as well. So, uh, Ninja, if you can hear us... We are pulling for you and your little girl, man. That is good news. They are the real deal in Alabama volleyball. All right. So, yeah, let's get back to it here. Um, So we got Phil Jackson possibly looking at coming back. Uh, You know, we talked to you see Jersey comment a little bit on that. He's definitely going to think about it. Um, You know, the New York Knicks big problem has just been instability. Uh, they just have not been able to to stabilize things out there in a long time. Now I've um, I've respected the Knicks. I've you know I'm not a Knicks fan by any means, but you know when they battled the uh, Chicago and Indiana back in the day, man, those were heated rivalries. And you know how can you not like Patrick Ewing? I mean, you know that was the thing. I may not have been a fan, but you can respect John Starks and and all those guys, man. Greg Anthony. I mean, even remember when. Uh, who's a Derek Harper was out there as well, man. So, you know, Oakley, I mean, bad boys, Charlie Mason. So um, I, I guess to give it up for them, man, but just never, 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 never really been a fan. Um, Jersey says the chief rocker. He says Detroit too. Yeah, that was the thing, man, because the Knicks were kind of a, uh, you know, a, a prelude postlude to, to, you know, the Knicks played bad boy basketball too. Um, you know, I often said that they really did the same thing Detroit did, but Detroit embraced the moniker. They embraced that Raider, um, you know, bad boy lifestyle, like it says on the 30 for 30. So that's what they did, man. But yeah, the New York Knicks, obviously ask Michael Jordan, his first few years going up against, uh, Oakley and them. And, uh, you know, in that 30 for 30, that's what he talks about. He had to get stronger to get past Detroit. It was also the same thing for New York. New York pushed him around as well, and, you know, obviously Jordan persevered, but that's what it was, man. Um, What else we got going on tonight? Yes, let's make sure we talk about our tournament brackets. I'm going to give you mine uh, here very, very, very shortly. We're going to talk about uh, five must-see games, uh, Vanderbilt and Wichita State, which I think, yeah, goes off tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and that's going to be on True TV. Uh, we'll give you a, a very quick di- dialysis of that game. Um, also, uh, keep an eye on that Iowa State-Iona game. Iona could be real tough. And everybody is talking about this Baylor-Yale game. Yale's the 12th seed. Baylor is the 5th seed. But everybody is riding the Yale Bulldog jock, so to speak. And the Gov's going to get into that as well. We're also going to talk a little bit about Seton Hall and Gonzaga plus another little game that will fit in there as well. Uh, what else we got going on here? We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the quarterbacks. Still some quarterback news out there in the NFL. Fitzpatrick, will he get more money? I don't think so. Also, Colin Kaepernick. We're going to talk about him and why he's actually not been in and he's actually in a pretty good position. Um, and then again, we also got some local news. Uh, the Vikings keep Matt Khalil um, for next season. So we'll get into that as well. And let's get into this chat room here. We're going to take a break in a couple minutes, but I just want to acknowledge everybody in the chat room. 
And looks like everybody's still kind of getting getting acquainted. Yes, uh, Chief Rocker. Uh, let me make a note of that, my friend. I will definitely talk about Seton Hall as well. Um, very, very impressive year for Seton Hall. Good to see them back. Uh, the New York metropolitan area where Jersey is from, and he is from that exact area um, out there on the Jersey side. Of the, um, correct me if I'm wrong, big uh, Chief Rocker. Is Seton Hall in West Orange, New Jersey? Um, again, that is a outlying suburb of the New York, uh, of New York City. So, uh, let's see. Chief Rocker says the Hall and Nova in my final. Okay, there we go. All right. Interesting, interesting. Talk about that. You got me thinking, Chief Rocker. You got me thinking. Oh, man. So, what else we got going on here in the world of sports? Um, Mike Wallace, the former Viking, inks a two-year deal. Um, we'll get into that a little bit. And he had some words to say about his former team here back in the Gov's home state. And we're going to talk about old Mr. Mike Wallace. He had some words about Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, no. Can't be going after the QB. What's up with that? So anyway, um, lots of stuff going on in sports, people. I cannot wait. Um, we are 25 minutes in, and we are going to get it resituated here. Oh, before we hit that break, man, first off, let me give it up for the man who's going to follow us tonight. He is the late night sultan of sports talk. He is truly the big pimp of the Georgia scene. Let me give it up for my main man, John Fisher. Swerving in my suburban, John Fisher. I'm on swerve. Oh, man. I love that song, man. I love that song. There's nothing better than John Fisher's swerving. Oh, yeah, John Fisher. Okay. Okay. There he is, big John Fisher. Let's listen for a quick minute. Take them home, fish. Swerving my suburbans, swerving in my suburbans. The choppers block a blocker, the choppers gon' try and knock us when I'm swerving my suburbans. Swerving in my suburban, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on swerving. Swerving my suburbans. That's Big John Fish, y'all. Killing it. Oh, love it, Big John. Big John Fisher, ladies and gentlemen. I love that tune. And by the way, John, it's still number one on the tracks up here in Minnesota, man. Matter of fact, I was rolling with the purple one. He came through town for just a minute. He actually uh, said, Vince, man, I need some new tracks. Is there anybody I can get in touch with? So, John Fisher, uh, keep that phone line open, brother, Big, because uh, the purple man might be calling you. Because everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Swerving, baby. Oh, man. Higher than the lights, Bill. Man. Oh, John Fisher killing it, man. John Fisher killing it. All right, all right. So, yeah, lots of stuff to get into, man. So let's get this breaking because when we come back, we're coming hard and heavy and we are going to get through a lot of sports talk. Um, let me get the number in there if anybody wants to call after the break. That number is 
0124 and I am typing as I'm talking. The gov runs the board. The situation room is hot. Um, what do we got here? Looks like Trump takes Florida. Rubio is in second there. Uh, he avoids kind of an embarrassment. Some people thought he might actually finish behind Ted Cruz, I've heard there. And Hillary Rodham Clinton doing her thing as well. Um, easy victory in North Carolina and Florida as well. So uh, let's see here. North Carolina, she takes 58% of the vote to Bernie Sanders, 39%. And I'm doing a little channel flipping here, trying to do my patriotic duty before we take this break. But you know what? We'll get into it when I get back. So let's take this break. Smoke them if you got them. Let's refill them drinks. I know the Gov's got to get his topped off here. And we will be right back. Sports done right. Tuesday night from the Situation Room on Spreaker.com. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, also known as the Big Smooth. Keep it tuned right here.
Attention all delegates. The governor of Sports Talk Radio cordially invites you to stay connected to Sports Done Right. Join the conversation in the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Big Smooth One. That's The Big Smooth, the number one on Twitter. The MVP of online Sports Talk Radio is here. Sports Done Right. Now let's get back to the show. What up, what up, everybody? Sports Governor Vince Wright in Minnesota, live and direct. What's going down? It is time. Let's get into it. No delay. Lots of sports to get into. Lots of stuff for my local fans here. And I want to thank all the folks in the chat room. I want to thank all the folks that call in. And I also want to thank the folks that um, get at me via Twitter. Uh, I've, get a, I've gotten a couple emails, a lot of direct messages on Twitter. A lot of people that aren't in the chat room that do listen. They listen more on demand because they aren't able to listen to the live show. And they want me to know that they're listening. So, um, and those are a lot of Minnesota people. I appreciate it. I'm glad that you uh, come here and, and go to the, the the Facebook page on Sports Done Right. We get that Minnesota news out there for you. Also, make sure you're following the Big Smooth One, me, the Sports Governor, um, on Twitter at the Big Smooth, the number one. All right, so. All right, man. Lots of stuff going on. Let's cover some of this Minnesota stuff here again. Uh, Mike Wallace signs with um, the uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens and on his way out of town, uh, he had some parting words for his old organization here in Minnesota. And this, by the way, comes from 1500 ESPN. That's the local ESPN affiliate here in town. And make sure I give proper due by Andrew Kramer. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew underscore Kramer. That's K-R-A-M-M-E-R for uh, if you want to follow somebody local for some Viking news here. Uh, the Vikings have plenty of good things to say about receiver Mike Wallace before he was released uh, instead of being paid $11.5 million. Uh-oh, local number. What's going down? You got Vince Wright on the line, the sports governor. Who's on here? Hey, V-Man, it's Jason. Oh, look at that, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only Jason Adams, man. Big Jason, what's buddy? going on, brother? Hey, man. Uh, wanted to call say what's up. Uh, hey. uh, as they say, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> You're a funny guy, sir, but I appreciate it. Yeah, you know it. Hey, uh, unless I missed it, how about uh, women's gopher hockey and Amanda, Amanda Kessel? Did you say women's gopher hockey? Yes, sir. <laughs> Jason, come on now. Come, come on. on, it's Minnesota. <laughs> come on. Final or frozen <laughs> four again. All right, man. This is the one and only time we're going to give this shout out. We'll give it up for the women's Golden Gopher hockey team. <laughs> They are back in the uh, Frozen Four. I can't tell you much more than that, but uh, I'm sure Jason probably could. Jason, you do realize I'm going to hurt you real bad when I see you. Hey, man, we can talk about uh, some wild, too, but I thought that they deserved a shout-out at least. Hey, especially I, I hear you. Amanda well Kessel, have you, you're aware of the uh, comeback from Amanda, uh, how she was out with the concussion, thought I, that yeah, uh, she'd yeah. probably never play again? 
So uh, yeah, it's a cool story anyway. Hey, and don't forget here now, you know, uh, the wife, uh, her cousin is Johnny Paul. So we are a hockey family over here. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know it. So hey, how man, so what's wild? going on with your Minnesota Wild? That's who I'm interested in. Um, you know, I'll, I'll check the score here, but um, they were up one nothing earlier. Let's take a look. And, yep, they are still up one nothing at the end of the first against Ottawa. Um, hey, man, does the local hockey team, all they really have to worry about is Colorado. Um, do, you, do you think that they're kind of pointed in the right direction now, Jason, and that they can um, at least get that last playoff spot? Well, I think that they can get the spot only because Colorado is not very good. I think that um, they have shown a lot of signs that they're just a mediocre hockey team. They played the same way. Uh, under Torchetti at some points that they played under Yellen, which, as you know, was not very good. So I think that that they've kind of shown their colors and that they're probably really in eighth eighth seed and they won't get very far in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, the the Wild have kind of had that uh, kind of weird luck the past, like, year and a half or so. Um, You know, obviously they signed – Dubes last year, they go on that amazing run. Um, obviously, the Blackhawks uh, swept them out in the playoffs there. Um, the year before, obviously, it's a Chicago thing again. But what is it going to take, Jace? I mean, you know, we got a big payroll being paid out here in this hockey town. What is it going to take for the Wild to become an elite franchise in this league? That's a really good question. You know, if we would have talked about this team at the beginning of the year, I would have told you that they were one of the elite teams and they played like it for almost the first half of the season. And all of a sudden they, they just tanked. And I don't know why there's something wrong in the locker room. And without being there, I can't tell you who it is or what it is, but I think something has to change in the off season where we make a change and fix whatever's wrong and, you know, go from there. But I think that, you know, it wasn't. I think that they've shown it wasn't a coaching problem, and the coach is gone either way. But they've got to figure out how to go forward after this season. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Minnesota here is thirty-two twenty-seven and ten. Um, as of right now, they're holding on to that last wild card spot with Colorado. And, you know, as we just said, after that, it's it's pretty much um, nobody else matters. So, it, you know, that does help them. They're not, they're, you know, they're three points behind Nashville as well. So there is room to, you know, make some move if they can get it together. So, you know, we got, we got Suter here. We got Parisi. You know, the, the, money come, the money that we spent to bring them back home. Jace, how would you assess – um, that tandem for the Wild so far, you know, what, we're three years into their big contracts. Um, and, and by the way, folks, before uh, Jason answers that, I want you to know this is a, a former season ticket holder. Uh, this guy bleeds hockey. Um, you know, we got Jern from, or Vern from Jersey, big Jersey Vern out there. He's a Ranger guy. But, Jace, what do you think, man, the, the Batman and Robin of this team, how would you grade them so far into these big contracts? Hey, uh, well, I think that's not an easy question either. I think that before this season, I would have said 
you know, probably something like a B. I mean, uh, Suter hasn't been like a great point getter, but he's played a ton of minutes and, you know, eaten up a lot of, uh, you know, clock that way. And, and he's been, you know, a good defensive defenseman, but not someone who's going to get you a lot of points. And, uh, you know, Zach, he's, there's no one that's got more, uh, work ethic or no one's going to try harder than Zach. And, but he's never been one to get, you know, 50 goals by any means or even 40. So I think, you know, they pretty much did what was expected, but, uh, probably wasn't quite enough for what we needed. But I think that this year, you know, they've kind of shown that I think that they, kind of want to think that they run the team and, you know, bringing in Adam Oates and some of the off-season stuff that they did and right. some of the kind of sneaky underhanded stuff that happened. Uh, Suter, some of the stuff he said to the press, like being upset when Yo changed his defensive partner and, you know, just, you don't really talk out loud about coaching decisions, you know, unless you think you know better, you know, and... That's true. They just kind of said said some stuff that just kind of makes me think that they're in charge, and and I don't like that. You know, you can't really have that. So right now, I'm a little bit worried about them, and especially being together. You know, I would almost yeah. want to yep. see if I could split that up somehow. Right. Yeah. Interesting point, and folks. Um, we are talking with my man Jason Adams. Uh, he is a local guy here from the Twin Cities. A good friend of mine. Uh, used to work with this guy, and um, we, uh, one of my good buds here, very, very astute hockey mind. He is a huge Minnesota Wild fan and hockey fan in general. Um, so we are definitely glad to have a few minutes with him. Uh, Jason, um, a couple things here before I let you go that I wanted to talk about here. Um, you know, we, we've had fun with this, you know, Minnesota Chicago thing, and. You know, obviously me being a big Blackhawks guy and stuff. Um, what maybe do you see from the outside looking in as a as a fan of Minnesota? Because we've talked and you you have some very good points on the Blackhawks. You know, maybe in just like a minute or so, tell me what do you think about the Blackhawks and how they do things? Oh, they're first of all they got elite elite, elite talent with Taves and Kane, and we're able to build around, I mean, just absolute studs. Guys that you can't, you know, you don't just find those guys every day. Most teams don't have one of those guys, let alone two of those guys, you know? Right, yeah, very true. So they they give their money to a couple guys like that, and you know, a, a decent goaltender in Crawford, and a few core guys, but they're so good at scouting and finding young talent and bringing that in and they can just rotate these guys. And I've been telling you for (laughs) honestly three years or something that Chicago had a major cap problem, but every time they're able to pull off some big trade and get a guy like Sod or, you know, and dump salary and they bring up some young kid who no one's ever heard of and they play out of their minds. Yeah, like Panarin this year. He's going to be the rookie of the year, probably. Honestly, it's so. I don't. It's it's honestly, it's their scouting that's just amazing to me. The fact that they can just rotate in this this cast of young players, cheap players, you know, until they have to 
start paying them, and then they just ship them on, and they get more draft picks and turn them into more stud prospects. Right, you know, exactly. Yep. Yep. You're right. Okay, folks, I got only a couple more minutes here with Jason, but I want to ask him, I want to transfer it over to the Vikings again, Jason, a former Vikings ticket holder as well. So Jason knows his sports up here in the twin cities and Jason, I'm going to get back to this article here um, before I uh, get back into the chat room, people and read uh, some comments here, but um, you heard me and we were kind of going over on Facebook earlier about the Mike Wallace comments and uh, basically, folks, what I was getting to in that article is he takes a shot at Teddy Bridgewater and says Teddy basically can't get the ball down the field to him. So, you know, that is the thing here. Let me just find the quote and then, Jason, I'll have you comment. Um, this is the quote from Mike Wallace. When this process started, I knew I wasn't going back to Minnesota, Wallace said Tuesday during his introductory press conference. I was like, I need a good quarterback. I need a quarterback who I know is proven and who can get things done. Flacco, he's always been that guy. I've always loved his deep ball, always. Ever since, like I said, when I was in Pittsburgh watching Torrey Smith catching them, I was like, man, this guy gets like eight of them in a row. I need me some of that. So this is going to be fun, man. This is going to be a great opportunity just to revive and get back to where I want to be and the type of player I know I can be. I feel like I can maximize my potential here. So, Jason, you know, obviously it's it's always been talk here in the Twin Cities. Um, you know, if Teddy B, you know, getting that deep ball down the field. What do you think about what Mike Wallace had to say? Well, I told you on Facebook that I, I don't disagree with him. I think that, you know, he, he just for the kind of player that he is, the kind of receiver that he is, I just don't think he was a fit for the Vikings um, right now. And, and right now, maybe I mean the last the last season. Um, and, you know, it's hard to know what's going to happen this season. I think that, you know, and, and somebody mentioned in the in, on Facebook too, and I, I agree with them that, you know, maybe there was some uh, restraints put on Teddy this year. You know, he wasn't allowed to play the, you know, have the full playbook and throw real deep. And, and I think that that was probably true, but I think that that did Wallace a disservice this year and maybe he would have been a better fit somewhere else. So I don't blame him for moving on, but I don't necessarily think that we, you know, have a Teddy problem at this point. If right, that makes sense. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Jace, man, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on. Um, feel free to call in anytime. Is there anything you want to say before I let you get out of here, sir? No, man, it's good to talk to you, and I uh, uh, wish you all the success in the world with your show, and it's been fun listening when I get a chance to. Hey, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you very much, Jace. Um, like I said, call in any time, and uh, let's talk hockey again. Maybe we'll do it again next week, okay? Sounds good, buddy. Take care. All right, take it easy. All right, my main man, Jason Adams. What's up, Big J? Appreciate Big Jason calling. And that was his first time. He's, um, like I said, he's a big uh, Minnesota sports fan in general. Huge hockey fan. Um, big Vikings fan as well. We go check out the Twins. At, uh, oh, we're going to keep rolling. Oh, they hung up. All right. Um, caller, if you want, call back. Otherwise, I will just kind of keep moving along here. So, yeah, that was the situation with Mike Wallace today. 
we wish him all the best. And Sluggo, I see your comment out there. Did Mike Wallace appear to be unhappy during the season? Sluggo, that's the thing, man. I'm glad you asked that question. Not at all, Sluggo. Not at all. He was actually, Mike Wallace probably could have got the award for teammate of the year. Now think about this. He comes in, he's a star, he's a deep threat, and he's not getting the ball at all. He could have went and raised hell and, and become very vocal. That was actually one of the worries about signing him as well. Um, but the thing is, he didn't do anything. He was a great teammate. He didn't raise hell. He didn't talk ish about nobody. He didn't do anything. And that's why I think those comments were very, very interesting uh, today. I don't know if he obviously felt he held his tongue long enough. And he uh, let it fly a little bit, and he took a little diss over at uh, Mr. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater as well. So I'm sure uh, Bridgewater will be asked about it. But, you know, don't make too much of it. You know, uh, he's in the AFC now. He's with Baltimore. Um, Do your thing, young man. Do your thing, and the Vikings hopefully will do theirs. Uh, One of the things I wanted to focus on is who do we bring in? You know, the Vikings, it is well known, need a wide receiver. And folks, um, if you've been following the Sports Done Right Facebook page, you have seen that I am a big fan of Josh Doxson, D-O-C-T-S-O-N, the wide receiver out of Texas Christian University in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, He is uh, 6 feet 2, he's 202 pounds, uh, nice size, he's got good speed. And I really think, you know, I saw this guy play in person uh, the the first game of the year, TCU here at the uh, TCF Bank Stadium playing my Golden Gophers. Uh, Here's the overview. We'll talk about some of the strengths. And, and, you know, as I read through this, this is why this guy really needs to be the man up here in Minnesota because, hey, we had a breakout star with um, with, um, Stephon Diggs last year. Um, But he got a lot of yards after the catch, and that's fine. I don't necessarily know if Diggs is the true deep threat. So here's the overview on Josh. Um, It says, Doxson started his collegiate career at Wyoming before transferring back to his home state. He became Heisman Trophy candidate, uh, Trevon Boykin's favorite target. He had 65 receptions, 1,018 yards, and 11 touchdowns as a junior and ramped up his game even more in 2015 Earning consistent, or geez, excuse me, earning consensus, first team All American honors with a school record 79 catches for 1,337 yards and 14 touchdowns. Doxson only played in 11 games this year, only sparingly in one of those contests as he suffered a wrist injury when players fell on him after a catch. The 2015 Fred Bolitnikoff Award finalist finished second in TCU history in career receptions and yards and set the record for touchdown receptions despite starting his career at another school. Um, His strengths, as they say here, he's targeted almost 40% of the time and has the mentality of a lead receiver. Silky vertical routes with ability to make subtle shifts to get past corners waiting to put hands on him. And that's what we're talking about. Get deep, son. Get deep. That's what the Gov's saying. Touchdown maker who has rung up 25 receiving touchdowns over the last two years, yada, yada. Let's talk about the kid's weaknesses. He's tall, but he needs to add more muscle to prepare for physical uh, press cornerbacks. 
He played in an offense that created plenty of space to work in, needs a greater commitment as a blocker, was rarely pressed, but had issues coming out cleanly when he was. Doesn't look sudden or urgent in his routes and is upright in his breaks. Outbreaking routes are rounded and obvious. Suffered a broken wrist in early November. Um, let's see here. Anything else we can say? I th- they have a thing that says sources tell us. And it says, I think he'll be a receiver that people start to find problems with. And then he'll get 65 to 70 car- catches by year two or three. He can really go get it when the ball is in the air. Those guys aren't easy to find. And that's an NFC scout that was quoted on that. So let's get back into the chat room here again, folks. You are listening to Sports Done Right with the Sports Governor Vince Wright. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. The audience is here in the Situation Room. And I appreciate everybody in the chat room. J.B. Jennings, we got Grego out there. Got my brother-in-law, Jeff. I know he doesn't chat a lot, but he does listen. We got uh, the Chief Rocker. Jersey Vern in the house. The first lady's actually made her way home. We'll see if she might pop on the line here. Again, phone number 651-968-0124. We got Big John Fisher. His show is following mine. That's cooking with the microwave tonight. And Big John is the sultan of late night sports talk. So you make sure you check him out, man. You make sure you check him out. Uh, what else we got going on here today? We got, oh, the Vikings also. We'll keep it on Viking news here. They are uh, keeping Matt Khalil for $11.1 million for next season, but the six foot seven, 317-pound left tackle for that price probably made sense considering the alternatives. And again, this comes from Charlie Waters, one of my favorite little local writers here in, in the uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press, TwinCities.com website. Left tackles are hard to find, and Khalil, 26, is about to enter his fifth season with the Vikings. He has been he has been mediocre at his position, and that's putting it very like lightly. But the Vikings probably didn't have a choice, and that they would have had to overpay to get a left tackle in free agency. So uh, that's kind of what we knew what was going to happen. He is back. Hopefully, he can up his games. We're going to need him to. But let me get in this chat room here. Um, Jersey Vern, the Chief Rocker, play that funky music, of course, with a little Wild Cherry on that first break there. JB joined us. What's good? He's saying everybody, or what's up to everybody out there. And JB, Mike Wallace tried the shit on Teddy. He absolutely did. Um, I don't know why, but he took his shot, so hopefully it ends there, but we will see. Uh, JB also says after we already uh, discussed Sluggo's question there about Mike Wallace appearing unhappy during the season, JB also says he should have known that offense wasn't for him. Yeah, possibly. I, I, you know, he may have been sold though, JB, on that, you know, Teddy was going to be able to get him the ball. You know, we really don't know what Coach Zimmer and the offensive team or coordinator, excuse me, um, the offensive coordinator, um, the receivers coach, we don't know what was truly said. And I bet you, man, um, sure is not that they probably said, you know, we're going to find the way to get you the ball. Teddy's going to get you the ball. And obviously it just didn't work out. JB also says hockey though, Vince. That's right, man. What, what can I say? I see you're versatile with it, sir. Hey, man. When you grow up in Minnesota, you black or not, you're going to know a, a, a little bit of hockey. 
I happen to know a lot of it because I was surrounded by a neighborhood of hockey players. So, um, and also started my life in the Henry Horner Projects, West Side Chicago, and actually grew up two blocks from the old Chicago Stadium, now United Center. And um, my uncle, rest his soul, my uncle Eddie used to talk a lot of Blackhawks back in the day. And um, that's kind of where the love for that came. So uh, Grego says, Wallace has always had moments like this, but he controlled it while with the Vikings. Absolutely. Or excuse me, that was Grego. Uh, JB says, what's up? Oh, my main man, the other Buckeyes in the house. And I hope his uh, daughter is doing his thing with baby girl and the volleyball team. Let's give it up. Ohio State style. He's wearing the sweatshirt and that Avi of his. That ninja. What up? Go, Ninja, go. Yeah. There we go. What's going on, that Ninja? Ninja says, listening and tilling up my pop's garden. Oh, okay. Teflon Tuesdays, baby. Keeping it going. Absolutely. Hope uh, volleyball. Let us know how volleyball was today, sir. And again, want to give it up to Gre- or, um, that Ninja's daughter, her tournament. Or her team took a tournament about a week or so ago. First place. Doing their thing. So, JB, I'm going to keep the Vikings talk here going. North Turner's offense has historically been known as run first. Teddy's job was to, was to hand off the AP. Absolutely. And there was even issues with that. And me and uh, Chief Rocker Jersey Vern talked about this during football season. Because AP is more comfortable in a traditional eye formation running, you know, straight north to south and getting a handoff with a quarterback under center. Meanwhile, Teddy's used to playing more of that spread, playing the shotgun style, and uh, handing it off that way apparently was an issue for AP. And um, he seemed to adapt a little bit. They, they played more of, uh, you know, Teddy under the center. But um, JB Jennings said, Vince, did you just play that? Seriously, sir? Hey, when uh, Ninja and the Chief Rocker up in here, Big Jersey Vern, they are known as the Buckeye Boosters in the Sports Done Right Nation. And with that being said, sir, yes, they do get their song. (laughs) They do get their song. So, yes, JB, that's what it is, man. Uh, JB's out there saying what's up to Ninja. But let's finish up here on the Vikings and we'll move it along. We got so much to talk about here and we're already an hour in. Uh, yeah, Josh Doxson is the Govs pick for the Vikings. If they got a trade up, I think he's worth the chance. They got to get some energy in this receiving, uh, receiving core. They got to get deep because, you know, I know, uh, Jungle Brother, he likes to get on me about this. And of course, every time you say something about Teddy B, he thinks you're going against the black quarterback. But here's the thing. And this is the thing. You got to be able to go deep. I'm not, you know, I'm sure Teddy can throw the ball deep, but we got to get him the threat there and we got to get it going because you're not going to get far in the playoffs if you don't have a legitimate deep threat. And it's just that simple. It ain't trying to dog nobody out, no quarterback. It's just the fact of life in the NFL. You got to have that receiver, man. And the Vikings, like I said, Diggs is nice, um, but we got to we got to be able to go deep. We got to be able to go deep, sir. 
All right, what else we got going on here? And that was the Minnesota Vikings news. Um, I'm going to skip over to go for news since we got um, Jason to call in. I'm glad he did, uh, and we talked a little hockey as well. Um, uh, just one last little local note. Bud Grant, former Minnesota Viking coach, former Minnesota Golden Gopher, expressed his uh, concern as well on why his alma mater has not named the permanent athletic director. So uh, we'll touch a little bit more on that next week and maybe put it into more of a national perspective. Maybe programs like Minnesota uh, that are just, you know, they're they're in a major conference, but they're just stuck in malaise, just stuck in the dirt and can't really seem to get forward or it's one step forward, two steps back. You know, you guys down south there, you know, talk to me. There's obviously a lot of schools that have that same situation in the SEC, the ACC region. Uh, you know, South Carolina football before the the head ball coach came back there. So we'll touch on that, but we'll move it along here because there are some other things that I want to get to. Oh, Sluggo. Sluggo, just for you, sir. Yes, yes, Mr. Sluggo. Hey, Sluggo. Twins, the Minnesota Twins here, um, what they did is they saved the seat where Kirby Puckett hit his home run in game six of that wonderful 1991 World Series against your Atlanta Braves. The Twins will uh, display the seat in a um, museum at Target Field this year, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the win over the Atlanta Braves. Love it. I love it. Oh, man. Take down them Braves. Oh, man. Ron Gant getting caught off first base. Kent Herbeck applying a beautiful tag, by the way. He did not wrestle him off that base. And uh, some other Twins news. Uh, They are just a couple hundred seats short of the opening day sellout against the Chicago White Sox. So if you want Twins tickets here, local people, you better hurry up or get them and get them. Or you're going to uh, be paying some premium scalper price, especially if this weather holds up. Uh, Past couple years, we've had kind of some really cold days for opening day. But um, if the weather can hold. You never know. Sluggo in the chat room says, oh, remind us of that memory, Gov. Yes, sir. You know I got to, Sluggo. <laughs> oh, it was a beautiful, beautiful time. The Atlanta Braves. And and Sluggo, I mean, come on, man. Y'all had, what, 11 cracks in the playoffs and bring home just the one over them lonely uh, Cleveland Indians. Oh, man. Come on, Sluggo. Come on, man. Oh, but anyway, I want to say uh, rest in peace to the late, great Kirby Puckett, of course. Um, It is nice that they have kind of been celebrating uh, Kirby here at spring break or spring break God, spring training. Excuse the gov trying to do a few different things here. We're going to kind of kick the ballistics and enjoy. Oh, what are we getting set up? Oh, I, I was I, I I was trying to have some sound from an old Kirby Puckett interview. It, it looks like it did not download correctly. It was like a couple minutes of him talking about beating Atlanta. I was going to surprise Sluggo with that. Maybe I can get that for us next week, Sluggo. My bad, homie. So we will see um, what goes down there. Uh, what else we got here? So, um. 
chat room's kind of chilling right now. There's that ninja. Tournament isn't until this weekend, Vince. Appreciate it, though. All right. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I love volleyball. I think it's a great sport. Um, I know my daughter, she played it for a couple years. Um, she's 12 right now. So yeah, back when she was like 10, 11 in that, in that range, I always wish that she would have enjoyed it a little bit more, but basketball is a little Sydney's thing now. And she's going to be doing some golf here this uh, summer with uh, me and mom as well. So, all right. Uh, what else we got going on here? We're going to talk. Let's do this here. Let me get situated. I'm going to take a quick break. I will be right back. Get me a little top off on the drink. And when we come back, we are going to talk about an article that I saw today talking about the quarterback con game that's going on here with Fitzpatrick. Uh, why Colin Kaepernick is in a can't lose position and why Fitzpatrick may be, uh, you know, screwing up his leverage here. So that's really, um, you know, two of the big names out there in quarterback land. Where do we also, hey, guys out there in the chat room, where do we think um, Colin uh, Kaepernick's going to wind up? Where do we think he's going to go? I, I really hope it is not Cleveland. Oh, this just in, um, in the election cycle here. Let me flip this. Uh, we got Fox. We got MSNBC. John Kasich, the governor of Ohio, has won his home state. And that is the only way, apparently, he was going to move forward. He takes 43.3% of the vote as of right now. Um, that's only with 19% in. That's just amazing. So, obviously, the big metropolitan areas came in there. Uh, North Carolina, Hillary Clinton took 56% of the vote earlier to Sanders, 39%. So, she takes the delegates there. And we'll keep you abreast here. A lot of results starting to come in now as we get a little later into the evening. And we'll definitely keep you on that political bent as well. Missouri, uh, we got Hillary Clinton, 64%, just uh, 2% in there. So uh, she is expected to win there. Donald Trump and Ted Cruz are 37 and 32% Trump over Cruz early on there. So uh, Rubio has not bowed out as of yet. Uh, that's what I was expecting to see here, Sluggo. I, I saw in the interview earlier, I think it was either on Fox or CNN, he was talking about he was going to stay in no matter what. Uh, obviously, he should not. If he can't, um, you know, he took second in Florida. That's your home state. If you can't win your home state, man, it's going to be tough. So that's about that. All right, man, let's get this rock and rolling here. I will be right back. Maybe we'll get the first lady in here for a couple minutes. When we come back, we're going to continue football talk. We got Fitzgerald talk, Colin Kaepernick talk, and we are going to finish hard with the NCAA tournament and uh, get you some games to watch there. Let me get you a quick update, people, here on the NBA. Um, in the fourth quarter, eight and a half minutes left, we got Indiana 76-75 over Boston. Six and a half minutes left in quarter four. We got the Denver Nuggets trailing the Orlando Magic 96-87. Brooklyn is all over Philadelphia at halftime. They're up by 20, 71 to 51. The, let's see here, Toronto Raptors are up 47-41 on Milwaukee. That is uh, just under four minutes left in the second quarter. And in uh, the first quarter, that first quarter, about four minutes left. 
Clippers up 15-14 on the Spurs. And the late game tonight, Sacramento is playing the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm Vince Wright. I'm your sports governor. I am running for re-election. I need your support. I got people trolling me from the left, from the right. I stay center put. I move right ahead because nobody's taking down this sports governor, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, let's see here. Sluggle. That was from a breaking news text from the Atlanta journal constitution. I wouldn't doubt if it was wrong. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he has, I'm not seeing anything and I'm monitoring, um, all the news stations and, but yeah, let's keep an eye on that and see if Rubio has actually, uh, officially bowed out of this race. All right, folks, I will be right back. Stay tuned. So I went to the street with my knapsack And I recorded, yes they bought it And they two-stepped and so glad I wrote this in a dream on my microphone feed From the rim shot to the hi-hat And I shot, proceed to rock the mic Why they be lying? Oh, I got the hustle in my brain I've been struggling and burning Even my lady says
life, it ain't about cake. I ain't sitting on top, I want a house on the lake. I'm that snotty nose cap with a new BM. If you mess with Brandon, I got to bruise your chin. I be with Puff, the girls be like, who's his friend? If I hit the chick once, she probably move me in. So you got to tell me right now, either you're with the cats who make the hits or the one that see the chips. Slow down, make shit killin' But don't stop it. What's the use of buying the weight if I'ma have to chop it? I used to love the lady till I learned the logic. She only mess with me, so the money ain't no object. If it ain't Chris, he won't pop it. If it ain't platinum with ice, he won't rock it. If it don't cost 60, he don't drop it. If it don't come with TVs, he don't cop it. Nigga, stop it. And no matter how it goes down, your sports talk, it's going to be all right. So forget the GOP, the DNC, the only party in town is at the Governor's Mansion. The Governor of Sports Talk, that is. Every Tuesday night right here on Spreaker, come on over and get your sports done right. Now let's get back to the show with a big, smooth, dense right. Crowd a little over-anxious there. What's going on, people? Oh, we got a call. Who do we got on the line with the sports governor of Minnesota? This is Chief Rock and Jersey Vern coming in at Bone Shaka Rocker time. Chief Rocker, my main man, what is going on? Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Atlanta, this is the Chief Rocker himself, Mr. Jersey Vern. And Jersey, welcome to the show, my friend. How you been doing, sir? Hey, man, I'm hanging, man. You know, it was one of those um, slow days. Um, first game was a blowout, but big up the Florida Gulf Coast. Now they're getting ready to go play them Tar Heels, and who knows, you know. But, um, yeah, it's just been a slow day, man. Um, the last time I looked, I seen my Yankees and um, the Red Sox was, like, tied up 1-1 in the eighth inning. I didn't check to see who won, you know, because there'd be so much going on. Um, Chief Rocket got to do, so... Uh, I tried to call you first time, but um, uh, my plumber came by to um, tighten up something for me. So, you know, um, hey, man, I'm, I'm just a um, busy brother, man. Just try to get the esports in when I can fit in. Hey, I hear you, man. And you're doing a great job on the shows that, you, that you're working on. And you and Fish, you know, last Sunday doing that Sunday service show. Um, you know, a lot of trolling was going on, man. But I'll tell you what, that was a great show. And, you know, it's just nothing but up and up for Jersey Vern, man. I'm loving it. Hey, man, I'm just trying to do something, man, to keep occupied, you know what I'm saying? And still don't get in no type of trouble, you know? Because when you become single, and you can become single after being with one woman for over 24 years, man, uh, you can get in trouble easy. So, you know, I'm just trying to be mild-mannered like Clark Kent. And then once in a while, I bust out that V-Man suit with the big V on it. <laughs> yes, you do, sir. Yes, you do. Now, Vern, let me ask you here, man, because, um, you know, I know you're a Giants fan, but I was getting into, there's this article I printed from um, uh, CBSSports.com. Uh, the guy's name is Jason Lockanfora. 
Uh, he's a he's a writer there, and he's talking about Fitz um, uh, Fitz uh, Patrick here. And I'll just read a little bit, and I just kind of want your comment because the gist of his uh, article um, is why Fitz has no leverage. Um, and it says uh, the Jets, as we've long reported, are not inclined to jack up their offers, which for some have suggested to me that they are as low as $7 million a year. Um, I think of that jersey, $7 million for that dude. Um, whatever the exact, right, yeah, whatever the exact figure, it's clear mm-hmm. that it's not to Fitzpatrick's liking. Um, it says here... Uh, his agent, Jimmy Sexton, who knows the landscape well from being able to garner a whopping $37 million for Osweiler, so they share the same agent, uh, must know the odds of getting anywhere in that 15 to $18 million range for Fitzpatrick is bleak. Um, is, is there any way that why – would, why would anybody think 15 to $18 million for him would be possible? Um, I don't, I don't know, uh, Vince, and, um, you know, Jess ain't really my team, but, you know, I can speak on it because I talk sports. Um, first of all, Fitzgerald should be lucky because, see, when the Jets brought him in, they brought him in to back up Geno. In case things happen to Geno, they would have a veteran behind him. So, already, you came into a team as the number two quarterback, right? So, you was getting number two pay. Okay, you ran into a situation where Gino got sucker punched by another teammate over some BS. You know what I'm saying? Gino was out for most of camp, right? But um, back in the days, man, and oh, really up to now, really, if a starting quarterback go down on injury, if he come back healthy enough to play, and Gino didn't go out on no injury where it was body parts, it was his mouth, you know? So if you go out on injury, you come back, you're supposed to have your starting job. But the Jets didn't do that. You know, they they kept Fitzpatrick there. All right. Uh, Fitzpatrick lucked up because he had some good receivers that had career years. Brandon Marshall came from Chicago. He, he just about catches everything you throw. Yeah, and then, yeah uh, he sure does. Then, and then the cats from Denver, uh, I can't think of his name right offhand, uh, that came home from Denver. His first year with the Jets, he had a so-so year, but last year he caught lightning because of a person like Brandon Marshall on the outside, you playing inside, you're going to get some passes because Marshall is demanding two people a lot of time. So they, they receivers stepped up last year. Running backs have always been solid. I don't know why they let uh, Ivy go, you know. So, um, hey, man, I look at it like this. For general, just got in a good situation because I believe, yeah, Greg will say it, Decker, because I believe that if Gino was there, I think Gino would have did good if he was the starting quarterback last year. But Gino moves better than Fitzpatrick. Uh, some of them games they lost, he probably would have won for them, you know, and um, he has a better arm. But right, right. this is my thing. They know they got Gino. Gino been there for three years now. Gino knows the system. So, wow, and then you had a bad Last game of the season that could have put us in the playoff. Why are you demanding this type of money? You know, why don't you let us work with you? He should go for a sentence contract. If I do A, B, C, and D, I get this for doing that. You know, but if you don't do A, B, C, D, you get the money we want to pay you to come in and play. You know? Yeah, because so, that's the hey, thing, man. I was, I was, hey, Jersey, I was shocked at the uh, $7 million price tag, to be honest with you. 
I mean, yeah. you know, I know he had an okay year, but man, there's just something that I'm, I'm just not impressed with him. But you know what? You know who brought that? You know who brought that tag up that house for people? Brock Osmond. He right, ain't played yeah. that Rick. And for Houston to do, see, all you know, when I look at Houston, when I look at Houston, I look at a confused franchise, right? They really got Matt Shaw from um, the Falcons because Matt Shaw was a hot commodity as a backup quarterback that could be a starting quarterback, right? Because he started for the Falcons after Drake got hurt. Okay. Um, they brings him over there to Houston. Matt Shaw is one, he probably was a high backup quarterback that couldn't start. Okay, he went to Houston. He played. He had good years, so-so years, and then he just bummed out, right? So, okay, Houston, you got a quarterback coach that's your head coach now, right? Why are you bringing in two journeyman quarterbacks to be your starting quarterback? Hoya and uh, – uh, What's the other guy named uh, from I'm in New England? Hoyer, and I can't think of his name. Both of those was backup quarterback. They never was the type of quarterback that can lead a team. But see, O'Brien thought he was the type of coach that can make these guys better than what they was. And it slowed the process down when Aaron Foster went down. Right. Once okay. Aaron Foster went down, that took a lot out of the running game, and that made these quarterbacks have to throw the ball and and be creative, and they couldn't okay. do it. Yep, I hear you. And folks, oh, I got you, man. I got you. You know that. We got the big chief rocker up in the house. But before I continue, first off, I got to welcome the main man, uh, the one and only King B50 in the house. I want to welcome him. What's going on, sir? Yes, sir. That's the mayor of Atlanta right there. King B. What's up, King B? Yeah, we got, man. We got Grego. We got Sluggo back up in here. Um, Grego says the great Ryan Mallet. Um, that's yeah, that's his name. Yep. Yeah. And um, so let me let me flip the script here on you, Vern. And again, we got the Chief Rocker on Sports done right every Tuesday night. Um, this ar- this article that I got, he also goes on to talk about Kaepernick. And what I'll do, I'll very quickly, I'll go through this first paragraph here because I found this very int- It's a very interesting take, and it's a take I haven't really heard before. Um, and again, this is from uh, CBSSports.com. It says, why Kaepernick should fight for every penny. And it says, Kaepernick shouldn't entertain the thought of redoing his contract, particularly not to facilitate a trade to the Browns. Yes, he wants out of San Francisco. And yes, restructuring his already team-friendly deal might facilitate that. But if I'm advising the quarterback right now, I'm not even engaging in any consideration to alter this deal. I'm looking at this trade as being the 49ers problem, not mine. And the quarterback already took a team-friendly deal at the height of his leverage that he was supposed to allow for adding weapons to the roster, and instead they went into a quick uh, decay. He didn't meet with wow. he didn't he didn't meet the lofty incentives. He is set to make just 12 million this season. He received just 12 million to sign, and this is a contract that the Browns, in particular, are pretty much, or excuse me, and pretty much any team, really for that matter, can easily stomach. So, what do you think about that? Um, this guy, this reporter here, says if I'm his agent, I'm telling Kaepernick, we ain't altering any deals. Right, and he's right. 
because um, the 49ers, um, for one, I, I, I mentioned this before, the 49ers, um, um, Chip don't want him, really. You know what I'm saying? Um, he wants for them to try to get rid of him without anybody knowing that he has anything to do with it. But he really don't want Cap, you know. So, uh, like you said, him and his agent is in the right position where they can be like, listen, if you ain't going to trade him, he's going to play, you know, because you don't have nobody on the team better than him. If you ain't going to play him, my man will sit here on the bench and make that money because eventually you're going to have to trade him because it's going to be so much talk between the fan base and upper management. Why this man sitting on the bench making all that money when we could have did something with him? Eventually, he's going to be on Cleveland. Eventually, when he go to Cleveland, he's going to get a raise. You, 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 think he's a, you think that is who he's going to wind up with, uh, Chief Rocker? You think he's going to wind up yeah. in Cleveland, huh? Yeah, because um, that's the main reason they let Manziel go. It wasn't because of all the stuff he was doing, because if that was the case, Manziel should have been gone off of Cleveland. Uh, they let Manziel go to Clearson straight away, and um, they're just trying to wait this thing out with San Francisco on how they're going to do this with him as far as how they're going to trade him to them, what it's going to take, and things like that. All this may happen around draft time. Draft time, you're going to see a lot of different big-time moves being made because a lot of people got draft picks that people need, and a lot of people got players that people want. So draft time comes, this is when all that's going to equal out. But right now, Cap, all you got to do, man, sit back, laugh at the situation, work out, get your game right, you know what I'm saying, get in shape, and just be who you got to be. When um, Hugh Jackson or somebody come calling on you, be ready to make that move and show everybody that you're still that quarterback you was when you played under Harbaugh. Right on, right on. And this is the Chief Rocker. We're going to wrap it up here with the big man himself. He is one of the main Buckeye backers, him and our main man, that ninja. Hey, Jersey, before I get you off the line here, I was going to transition it in here to the tournament. Um, Now, I know you've been Uh talking about uh, Seton Hall here. Um, Before I let you go, sir, let me give you a couple minutes here to kind of give us your picks on the tournament and, um, you know, preach for your Seton Hall team. Now, our – uh, they're in West Orange, New Jersey, aren't they? No, they're South Orange. They're right okay, outside Orange. of. Okay. they right outside of Bellsburg. is is a part of is a part of North that they just named themselves. If you ever listen to Lauren Hill and the Fuji Records, where they said right. Odeville, straight out of Odeville, they talking about Bellsburg, right? Oh, okay, and uh, Bellsburg High was right down the street from Seton Hall University. And, uh, I mean, all that's Essex County. All that South Orange, West Orange, Montclair, Nutley, Belleville, Irvington, where I graduated from, you know, all that is Essex County. Essex County is North, you know, so all that's like the suburbs of North, right? And, um, hey man, I'm gonna put it to you like this. I watched, I think, the best game in college basketball this year, Saturday night. The Big East Championship. Okay. All that right. game was so highly contested. It's like biting nails. Because Seton Hall was leading Villanova at least by 14 points, 12 points throughout the game. Villanova has some clutch shooters. I mean, they were shooting stuff, Vince, that um, Seton Hall defenders was all in their face. And let me tell you something about this Seton Hall team. Seton Hall has five sophomores that start. 
Wow, really? Two from the Bronx, yeah, two from the Bronx, two from Brooklyn, and the center is from North New Jersey. And then they have a, uh, a senior on the team, the first man off the bench, Gordon, number 32. He's from out of that St. Pat High School, man, where a lot of big-time ball players came from. That's where Kyrie Irving came from. You know, um, um, uh, uh, Al Harrington went to that school, right. too, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, so, you know, they got a team. They got a scrappy team, Vince. These guys, walk, they don't play no zone. They in your face 24-7. And they do man, quick huh? traps on you. Yeah, they do quick okay. traps. And they, they put their hands in the lanes all the time for those passes. And their defense, they remind me of the old Georgetown. Their defense make their offense. And they got a point guard that's a sophomore. I think he's going to lose. He's the only guy on the team that's a McDonald All-American. Okay. Everybody else is not a McDonald All-American. And this team is playing that type of ball, and they cocky, man, because they said we was picked to go ninth in the Big East. Look what we did. We had a 25 and uh, what they, 25 and 9, right? Uh, they won the Big East championship, right? Um they pick, they put them in six in the West, which I think they should have been higher. Anytime you win a conference championship and you won over 25 games, you should be able to right, yep. get a better seed than number six. But I looked at that number six seed, and as I was doing my brackets, man, I see them in Villanova uh, making a final four, man. It may okay. be a home move because they're both from the Big East, but if the way I did my brackets, man, uh, it's going to be a couple of upsets and surprises in this whole tournament, man. Because oh, yeah, I see, absolutely. right now, I'm going to tell you what I see. If Vandy win tomorrow game, Vandy is strong enough to upset Arizona first round. Okay. I picked that one. That's one of my upsets, you know. Because uh, Arizona. I, Arizona I, yeah, Arizona's good. Yeah. But Vince, I want to, I want to do, you know, before you let me go. I wanted to touch on uh, that situation that I was talking about the Knicks because yeah. I have a, a, a quote that was made um, by Carmelo Anthony, right? They yeah, played the Lakers the other night, and, and Dad never mentioned how the Knicks beat the Lakers the other night. You know, uh, he didn't mention <laughs> right, how they right, beat Golden right. State, you know, things like that. But uh, he didn't mention that. But anyway, Kobe went up to Melo at the end of the game and hugged him for a long time. He was talking to Melo Ed. And what he was saying was, believe and Phil. Phil know how to build a team. I was like you before when Phil came. But once I see how Phil knew how to orchestrate and, and build a team, trusting that man. And then, you know, Carmelo went and had a meeting with Phil because Carmelo wants to be at the table. He wants to go out with them to hunt after free agents after the season, right? When free agents, he come up to get free agent players in there. He wants to be there. He don't want management to go out there. He don't want management to just make decisions by itself. Right. Carmelo said, I know what we need. And another thing people don't know and understand about Carmelo, Carmelo is helping Chris uh, uh, Chris, because I can't, I can't even get it. I'm saying so much, but our rookie, and I, and, and we talk about him. That's my partner, and John Fisher would get on me if I don't say his name right. So I'm gonna just leave it alone. But anyway, Camilla uh, was helping him out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, this is my whole thing. If Phil just coach the um, home games next year. 
That's not a problem because Phil is at every game anyway. Phil is sitting in the stand. Phil don't sit in the luxury boxes. He got a seat not too far from behind the table where, you know, the announcers and all that be at and, and the people that's running the clock. He's well, not too yeah. far from there. And, you know, so, like I said, I can see it too because, you know, it's just a travel thing, you know. That's the only reason he can't right. do that. And, you know, right. I mean, I think obviously it would help. Not that they'd really need help with attendance. You know, the Knicks, um, you know, right. a very popular ticket in town. But, you know, it will fill out the garden every night and just people want to come see what the Zen Masters got left. Oh, yeah, that's part of the thing is my bad. You know what, Chris going to get on me, man. We, me and John Fisher going to have him on the show, um, the next show we do together, man, because oh, I really nice. talked to him. And he's going to get on me. But, see, I've been just talking too much, and so much has been going through my head, you know. Uh, I kind of, like, choked up on that situation. But, um, hey, man, good show and everything, bro. And, um, Appreciate it, sir. Hey, all I can say is um, let's go shooting hard, baby. Let's make yeah, this thing you. happen. Hey, boom shakalaka. Chief Rocker. Jersey, I appreciate it, man. You have a good night. Oh, and by the way, um, we're getting the uh, other game going here. Alabama and uh, Creighton is going to be starting in the NIT. So we're going to see, um, uh, you know, uh, Avery Johnson squad and see what he can do with them and see if he can keep Alabama on the rise as well. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Coach Avery down there in Bama. Oh, yeah, um, they'll be in the garden for the final four in the NIT. Okay, cool. All right, Jersey, you have a good night, brother, man, and thank you for hanging out with us, bro. All right, same to you, man. JB, what's up, baby? Peace. All right, my main man, Jersey Vern. In the building, as our main man, John Fisher, would say. Um... Man, we are getting set up here. We got tournaments going on. Um, CBS Sports is running uh, interviews here. They got the Farley uh, Dickinson coach on doing his press conference right now. So I um, want to say, oh, First Lady says, did Jersey just say don't bring no cheap vodka? Of course. You don't bring no cheap vodka to Jersey's party. You got to bring the real deal. He don't play. All right, folks, so we got uh, just under half hour left. Uh, let's do this. I'm going to keep it rocking here. And I'm going to run through my brackets real quick. But before I do that, I don't know if you heard earlier today, I put it out there in some of the chat rooms. Uh, before we get into tournament talk, I just wanted to say uh, Lovey Smith has hired former Tampa Bay stud. Hardy Nickerson as his new defensive coordinator at the University of Illinois. Hey, what's up with that? I want to say congratulations to Hardy Nickerson and Chief, or excuse me, John Fisher out there. John, yeah, John, I can go right on up to uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. That's no problem at all, man. So we got another 35 minutes. Then we got cooking with the microwave and uh, not a problem at all to help out Big John Fisher, uh, the Sultan of late night sports talk. But Hardy Nickerson was named. Uh, Illinois defensive coordinator and linebackers coach Lovey Smith announced Thursday Nickerson left the San Francisco 49ers where he was serving in the same capacity to join the fighting Illini. 
Uh, Hardy Nickerson is one of the few superstar players who have been able to transition into coaching and translate the style and level of play needed to succeed it to players he is coaching, Lovey Smith said. He has been on my staff with two different NFL teams. I'm really looking forward to having Hardy join us here at the University of Illinois as our defensive coordinator. His ability to connect with young men and their families will be a huge benefit when it comes to recruiting. And his knowledge of our defense will certainly help us get where we want to be faster. That's what we're talking about. You, you hear that, Minnesota? You hear that? That's what the Gov is talking about. Illinois is doing it, man. They're making they're they're going all in like a poker player. They are at the chip. They are they are waiting for that last card to drop on the river. They are all in, and they are all in with Lovey Smith. And this is what you do: you bring in Hardy Nickerson or uh, Hardy, man. Let me tell you, Nickerson is the kind of guy that is going to be able to land recruits. He's going to connect with them kids, and I'm telling you, Illinois, man. They could be very, very interesting in just a couple years. Can they get back to the Rose Bowl? It's been since 2007. But let me welcome one of my main men. He is representing the Valley of the Sun. Coming to us live and direct. It has been a long time since we've heard from him. But he is back in the chat room. My main man, Mr. James Fuller, the fix-it man of Arizona. What's up, brother man? Crowd loves it. Crowd loves it. Big James in the house. Yes, sir. Lovey in Illinois is great, says James. Angie says, what's up to big game? James says, big Vin and Ange. Tournament time, absolutely. I'm about to get into my brackets right now, but I wanted to give that love for uh, Hardy Nickerson and Lovey Smith, Illinois, doing big things. Congratulations to the Illini program. They've already sold an additional, I think it's over 3,000 new season tickets since Coach has been named. So the excitement is building in Champaign-Urbana. As we say uh, in Illinois, downstate is going to be very interesting over the next couple of years. J.B. Jennings says the NFL did lovey dirty. You dang right they did, man. That Tampa Bay uh, assassination that took place. Uh, you know, that was that was a dirty deed they did to Lovey. A very, very dirty deed. And that's why he's got to come back strong. All right, we're going to move on over here to the tournament. We're going to take one more break here in a couple minutes. It'll be our last break of the night. And we are going to rock to the top of the hour. We got about 35 more minutes. And then we got John Fisher cooking with the microwave. And folks, make sure you're following everybody out here on the RealCast Ranger channel. The Real Cast Channel. You can search for uh, Jungle Brothers show out there, Jersey Vern show. You got myself, the Sports Governor, with Sports Done Right. Also, we have my new show with my new co-host. That's Reggie Lawrence. That is the Sports and More show. And folks, we're going to be moving that to Thursday night at either seven or seven thirty. We'll update you on the time. But the Sports and More show with uh, Vince, that's me, and Reggie Lawrence, also known as Dollars and Cents, is going to move to Thursday. Thursday night uh, we figure you know even though we had really strong numbers for our debut there on that Friday night we think we can get a, a bigger audience on Thursday and move it along there so again Thursday night for the sports and more show I got the first lady looking very uh, uh, as my dad used to say uh, trifling out here 
She giving me a stink eye for some reason through the glass. Um, she is in the PJ, so she's in chill mode. She better watch herself because the gub is on a roll. All right, so let's do this. Um, the brackets out of the East, the UNC University of North Carolina Tar Heels, number one. Um, very impressive season for them. Uh, number two seeds at Xavier. Now, I got, let's just cut through the chase here. I got them meeting in the finals of the East with um, Xavier pulling off the upset to get to the final four. Uh, I guess my upset pick in this bracket, as I look at it here, I would probably say I got Michigan in the play-in game, and I also got Michigan beating Notre Dame. Um, Stony Brook is a real nice story. Um, obviously not the best of years in terms of Kentucky basketball, but Kentucky's going to take out Stony Brook. We got Chattanooga and Indiana. Indiana um, playing very good basketball, even though they lost in the tournament to um, Ohio State there. Um, or, was it Ohio State that lost? I can't remember. But anyway, um, Indiana will uh, prevail. And I got Indiana moving past Kentucky to play UNC in the uh, region semifinals. I got West Virginia um, moving on to play Xavier. And I, like I said, have Xavier upsetting UNC in the finals. So Xavier, I got coming out the east. Um, JB says, sounds like Vince and the first lady looking to get freaky. Uh, trust me. No, not, no, no. It's the first lady we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to that, the governor's been. You got knocked the fuck out, man. So, <laughs> Anyway, folks. Oh, there's the glare from the first lady. She heard you. Uh, thank you, JB. All right, let's move it on up to the uh, Midwest here. Uh, University of, of Virginia, very soft number one, probably one of the softest number one seeds we've had in the tournament in a long, long time. They get our boys from Hampton. You, what's going on? We got some Hampton boys in the Doug Stewart chat room and in this chat room as well. Uh, James Fuller says, West Virginia, watch out. That's right. But um, uh, West Virginia, I get, like I said, James, I got them losing to Xavier. J.B. Jennings says, that married life, I can dig it. Thank you, sir. Yep, you know how it is there, J.B. Sometimes um, it's tough out here in the desert when you're looking for some water to drink and... I'll leave it at that. So um, getting back in again, you got Vince Wright, the sports governor here live on Spreaker.com. You can catch me every Tuesday night. You can catch me and Reggie Lawrence doing the sports and more show. Make sure you follow me for that as well. That'll be Thursday night, um, either 7 or 7.30. We're, we're trying to get that uh, wrapped up. Or we'll let you know here soon as possible. Um, I got, uh, let's see. So we got Virginia, very soft uh, number one seed. We got Michigan State, the number two seed. I got Michigan State definitely uh, moving past Middle Tennessee. I got Dayton beating Syracuse, and even though Dayton's ranked a little higher, um, so not so much an upset there. Uh, Utah and Seton Hall. I got Seton Hall moving past Gonzaga. Utah moving past Fresno. I have Iowa State finding a way to get it done against Iona. That's one of the uh, special games that people want you to keep an eye on. And 
So do that, and that's going to be one of the games I'm going to talk about here in just a minute as well in one of my five must-see games of this tournament. So we also have Purdue and Arkansas Little Rock. Purdue uh, should not have too much trouble with Arkansas Little Rock. We got Butler and Texas Tech. I got Texas Tech in that one, and I have Texas Tech pulling off the upset over the, the soft number one, Texas Tech over Virginia. That's the one I'm trying to angle in on there. I know it's a long shot. I know people are going, what? what what's he talking about? The Gov, Texas Tech. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is a soft number one seed. I may be proven wrong. But we have Purdue and Iowa State. I got Purdue moving past Iowa State. I'm sorry, Big Game James. Um, Big Game James did a year, I think, down at Iowa State. Um, so he has some love there. But I got to tell you, bro. Ain't going to happen. And we got Purdue and Michigan State in the Midwest Finals. I got Michigan State moving to the Final Four out of the Midwest. You got knocked the fuck out, man. All right. Over here in the West, we got Oregon as the top seed, followed up by the Oklahoma Sooners. Obviously, I got Oregon moving on. Um, very easily, doesn't matter who they play in that playoff or play in the game there. They get to play St. Joe's, and I got St. Joe's, even though they're their eighth seed over Cincinnati, the ninth seed. Let me tell you, man, St. Joe's is a fun team to watch. Keep an eye on them. And then, folks, we got Yale and Baylor. This is one of those five games to watch. Everybody is on the Yale bandwagon right now. I'm going to ride it for the first game anyway. Yale in the upset representing the ivy league and by the way folks very special news the ivy league goes to a conference tournament for the first time in forever starting next year that's right folks even the ivy league gonna try and make a little bit more money and also the ivy league's got to be real careful just to digress for one quick second and folks again you got the sports governor vince Wright, and we are talking basketball we're going hot and heavy right now let me tell you here if the ivy league gets too greedy they now they're doing a tournament there's not going to be room for two ivy league teams in this tournament more than likely so you're going to have a regular season winner and you're going to have this conference tournament that's going to get the automatic bid it's going to be the automatic bid so you're playing very dangerous with a regular conference champion in the ivy league you better be careful ivy league you don't need the money you got all the endowments in the world but they got greedy folks so that's what's going down Let's get in this chat room here real quick. And again, Vince Wright, sports governor. We got about 25 minutes here. Uh, JB Jennings says, Vince, you a natural at this. Good show, sir. Thank you, JB. I really appreciate that, my brother. Means the world to the sports governor, Vince Wright, up here in a very rainy, very murky twin cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul tonight. Again, sports done right coming to you live from the Situation Room. I am the sports governor. I am also known by the ladies also as the Big Smooth. And the first lady will tell you all about that. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back to these brackets. We got Oregon. We got St. Joe's, Baylor, Yale. We got Duke and UNC Wilmington. The North Carolina Pride is on the line. But Duke, this is where Duke will kind of get it right. They will take down UNC Wilmington, I believe. Uh, the other games in the other side of the bracket, we have Texas and Northern Iowa. I'm taking Northern Iowa to kind of shock uh, Shaka's uh, Texas team. 
Texas, very good season this year. Northern Iowa's pretty solid. Got a couple good seniors left over from their tournament team last year. And uh, Northern Iowa, you know, they've made a tournament run. They made the Sweet 16, I think it was either last year or the year before. So they've been there. Texas a and is going to beat the University of Wisconsin Green Bay. Oregon State will lose to VCU. I think VCU, they've been there before, and, you know, they're used to it now. So they've been there with Shaka. The program can stand. The VCU will take down Oregon State, I believe. Oklahoma will take over uh, very early and destroy Cal State Bakersfield. I got Oklahoma also beating uh, Virginia Commonwealth in the next – or excuse me, I got an upset special. VCU over Oklahoma, baby. Book it. The 10 seed takes out Oklahoma, and we got Texas A&M, Northern Iowa. Texas A&M is the popular pick. I'm maybe thinking Northern Iowa in that one. I'm still debating. Um, I got Duke over Yale because we do got Yale in the upset special. I got Oregon uh, taking out Duke in the semis. I got VCU taking out Northern Iowa. I got Oregon over VCU. Oregon is my third team in. So, so far I got Xavier, Michigan State, and Oregon in my uh, top three of the final four. Last bracket here before we take our final break of the night. Let's go to the South region where we got the Kansas Jayhawks doing their thing. As they often do, they are the overall number one seed in the tournament as well. Uh, James Fuller in the chat room says Shaka is the Texas. Absolutely. James Fuller says, yo, or you know I love Duke. Not this year. Oh, James jumping off the bandwagon. He says watch out for St. Joe's as well. Oklahoma. Uh, Ohio is big game. Um, Iowa State, you know. And James also says it's a coaches, a, a great grad play tournament. I don't know what that is, sir. Um, let's see what else we got. Mr. Sluggo says number three, Baylor lost to number 14, Georgia State last year. I doubt they underestimate anyone this year. Yale goes down by 20 plus. Yeah, you may be right. But, um, you know, Sluggo, I'm just trying to look for, you know, if I do have to pick some upsets where I'm, you know, the Gov thinks anyway, he might have the best shot because it's not so much a bracket game for me. I'm also a, um, for entertainment purposes, only a sports better. And, you know, I got some contacts out there in the LV Las Vegas and, you know, just a quick deposit of funds there. And I'm into the uh, betting. So I do, you know, take a look at the spreads and stuff. And, you know, that's I should have had that ready today. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um, but I do, uh, you know, obviously I do respect your point there, Big Sluggo, uh, the Georgia State alum. So we got Kansas over Austin P, Colorado UConn. This could be a very interesting game, but I think UConn, uh, Kevin Ollie squad can pull this out here, and they'll be playing Kansas in the second round. Maryland's going to uh, beat uh, South Dakota State, uh, Hawaii, and California. California had a very good year out there in the Pac-12. Look for California to dominate Hawaii. Arizona will move on over Vandy or Wichita State, the winner of that game tonight. So we got Arizona, and I got Miami really putting the wood to the University of Buffalo up in upstate New York. Miami Hurricanes, this could be the year for them as well to make a very, very deep run. All right, folks, my uh, Big Ten squad here, the University of Iowa Hawkeyes. Mr. Andrew Hayes, if you're listening out there, your Hawkeyes, caw, caw. 
Yes, the Iowa Hawkeyes. They get Temple University. I was really been playing mediocre basketball since the Gov has had to sing their praises early in the season. And let me tell you, folks, Iowa is really um, not too impressive lately. So, again, we are going to say Iowa loses this game, and Iowa will be beaten by the Temple Owls. Villanova will put the wood to UNC Asheville. So we got Temple and Villanova in the next round. I got Villanova moving on. I think they're just too strong for Temple. We got Miami and Arizona in the other bracket there in the semis. I got Miami moving on. Um, Arizona's had a good season, but I think Miami is um, is the real deal. I think uh, they play some real good basketball down there. And, uh, you know, got to face it, the Hurricanes become a basketball school here the past few years. Hopefully football can get back in the mix. We got Maryland and Cal, the Cal Bears. I got Maryland of the Big Ten moving on past the University of California at Berkeley. And we got, like I said earlier, Kansas and UConn. Kansas all the way. Kansas over Maryland to get to the finals. I got Villanova over Miami. And I got Kansas going to the final four. So there it is. Yes, the Gov has named his brackets. I got Kansas coming out of the south. I got Xavier coming out of the east. I got Michigan State coming out of the Midwest. And I got the Oregon Ducks, shucky ducky, quack, quack, coming out of the west region. Oregon making a move in basketball. So, JB says, Sluggo, with the analysis, absolutely. Sluggo, man, hey, he's the chief justice of the real cast nation. He don't play. So let's do this. Let's take our last break, and we are going to come back. We're going to put a bow on the show. I'm also going to tell you the five must-see games of this tournament. Hey, James, you remember how you used to do it back in the day? You had them make-out tapes back in the day. Well, me and James, we love us a little jazz. So um, I got a little live version here of the lowdown, Mr. Boz Skaggs. And uh, going out for that very special first lady over there that's uh, on the other side of the glass looking nice. And for all the wives out there, um, all the girlfriends of the people and the real cast, everybody within my voice, guys, take care of them ladies. They are our better halves. And um, to all the wives of the real cast rangers that we met down in Atlanta, uh, Mrs. Sluggo and uh, Mrs. QT, Ninja's wife and... Man, just everybody, all the wives down there, Doug's wife, Monica, great, great people. So let's do this. So, oh, Kesey's wife as well. This is for you ladies, the low down. Sit back, relax, sip on that drink. Let's just take it into a little mellow drive here, and we'll be right back with the five games you should keep an eye on. You know it. Get it, Ange. That's right, James Fuller. She going to get it.
running around, hanging with the crowd, putting your business in the street, talking out loud, saying you bought her this and that, how much you spent, I swear she must believe it's all heaven sent, hey now, better bring that woman around, to the sad old truth, the dirty low down. Who taught her how to talk like that? Boy, give me that big idea. Nothing you can't handle, nothing you ain't got. Put your money on the table and drive it off the lot. Turn on your love light, turn up maybe two years. Same old schoolboy game got you into this mess, yeah. You better come on back to town. This is sad, sad truth, the dirty low down.
don't you know by now? Attention all delegates. The governor of Sports Talk Radio cordially invites you to stay connected to Sports Done Right. Join the conversation in the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Big Smooth One. That's The Big Smooth, the number one on Twitter. The MVP of online sports talk radio is here. Sports Done Right. Now let's get back to the show. And we are back. We are taking it home. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, and this is Sports Done Right, live from the executive mansion, deep in the heart of Minnesota, the Twin Cities. Um, Yes, James, you can call. And that number, I'll put it in the chat room for you, 651-968-0124. And we are just typing that in. Apparently, James from the Valley O the Sun wants to give us a call here. And that'd be cool. We can catch up on some Phoenix sports. Um, Until then, the five must-see games of this tournament. Vanderbilt, Wichita State, which is going off right now. We've kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, What do you guys think there? Um, We also, um, on the court, it says here, the final push. uh, I don't know. I was trying to see if there's any stats or anything that we could use for that game. Grego, my main man, is in here. Gov, I've been in and out talking with my daughter. Did you talk about Chandler Jones going to the Cardinals? I did not. Up oh, 602. This has got to be my main man, Big Game James. What's going on, sir? Of course. I got my bracket in my hand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Fuller. All the way from Phoenix, Arizona, the Valley of the Sun. We appreciate it, my brother. Um, I'm glad you called. We got about 10 minutes here in the show. So, my friend, what is going on, sir? What's going on with that Phoenix sports scene out there? Well, I mean, Phoenix sports scene isn't going all the best. But uh, we got a couple young players on the Phoenix Suns that are playing well. That Booker kid is actually pretty good. You got to yeah. see what happens, but... You know, uh, right now it's a a learning experience and rebuilding and all the other stuff you want to say for a losing team. You know what I mean? Nope, I hear you, man. I hear you. But, you know, the one one thing I do want to talk about is this tournament. Because this tournament, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this tournament, V, but, I mean, we've been to Vegas several times and had a really good time. You know, this first round, and um, the one thing that we always understand is about being, you know, sports hey, fans. James. Hey, James, before you get into the story, because Jeff was on here before you got on, and he was talking about his first trip to Vegas. You remember that bad boy? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Ladies and that... gentlemen, James was on the trip <laughs> <Yeah>. with us. <laughs> and... That was uh, that was one of the best things that uh, – Keep it clean, James. Keep it clean. A a man's trip trip could go, and it was a man's trip that was well done. Yes, uh, James, remember the cabana Saturday afternoon at the Luxor? Fast Eddie bringing them drinks? People bringing us pizzas, drinks, and just kicking back, and we had three TVs in the cabana. It was a a beautiful day for March Madness. 
Yes, it was. Yes, it was, man. And hats off to the Luxor. That was that was a great time. Me and James, people. Me and James. What a James. We've been to Vegas together on these guy trips. Uh, what? Probably about four times. Yeah, yeah. We've been a, we've been a couple times, man. Some of our best friends in history has all been with us, and uh, you know, one of our one of our sorry sorry friends that passed away. He was with yes, us, and yes, got to give it up uh, for yeah, Ron Estes. Um, got to give it up for him. Uh, rest in peace, Ron. Uh, one of the nicest guys out there, and he really, 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 really loved getting to Vegas, man. We we enjoyed our time, especially down at that palace, which nobody okay, thinks James, about no James, more. James, 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 James. <laughs> Hey man, I'm trying to get reelected, James. Reelected, keep it quiet, man. James got the right, we'll, 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 we'll keep that quiet between us. But let's I'll, talk about James, the tournament, I'll just, man. Let's just end it on this. I'll just say, 25th floor, king of the world, baby, king of the world, king of the world, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving it's on. A beautiful moving thing. On to this All right, game. so let's talk about the tournament, man. Hey, I got a game I want you to talk about here. It's on my top five games to keep an eye on. Iowa State and Iona. Now, Iowa State is the fourth seed. Iona is the 13th seed. I'll tell you what, brother. Let me just read here what the analysis says. On uh, the, Again, this comes from CBSSports.com. And, folks, we're going to go to uh, 9.15 Central, 10.15 Eastern. Uh, Jay, Jay Fish needs a little bit more time. So we got another 20 minutes here. And um, so here's what they say, James, and then I want to get your opinion as you uh, spent the year down in Ames, Iowa, going to school there. Uh, so it says, on the points, these two can score and never burn the clock. Iowa State is in a situation here where if the Cyclones get past the Gales, they could go all the way to the Elite Eight. But the first test could be the toughest. You'll have to watch this game to see whose career comes to an end. Iowa State's uh, Georges Nang or Iona's A.J. English, who has a decent chance to make the NBA. So what do you think about your uh, former school there? They, they just may be poised for a, a run if they can get past this upset possibility. Well, with, with the way I think about Iowa State, once I would love to tell all my Iowa State fans out there, I love that campus. The best, beautiful campus in this whole country. And that Hilton Stadium is the, one of the best places to see basketball in this whole country. So Iowa has got it going on when it comes to basketball and loving basketball in this country. So... Go ahead and, and shout out to all them Iowa State fans, them Cyclones. I love them, and I always be with them. But but I'll, I will tell you that Iowa State is going to win that first game. My man is big. He 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 knows how to run the show and run the court, and his his supporting cast is is going with him. So I got Iowa State. I got him going this game, the first game, and the second game. Um, there's no problem for Iowa State going into the what the the Sweet 16. I got Iowa State going there. I think the even though Fred he left and went to to the Bulls, but he he left a good supporting cast and a good a, a very good foundation for a nice you know organization for a that's nice going to. 
it's gonna it's gonna happen okay. for them. So I, I I like Iowa State going further. I, I don't sleep on them. I think they're going good. Um, okay. What what I do what I do like is that that VCU. You gotta. I mean, Shaka Smart is not a dumb man. That man went, and I, I do see Texas going even further. I just think Shaka Smart knows how to deal with young talents, and he knows how to talk to them in the correct way in order to get them to play the way he needs them to play. And, James, let me just interrupt you on that point because the Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern, over here from Atlanta, GA. And, by the way, folks, James's uh, family, he's got sisters down there in uh, Atlanta. So, big game James definitely gets through uh, the ATL as well. So, uh, when he gets in town, let the people know, man, Jersey Vern wants to get you over to Bada Bing, James. Man, Atlanta is one of my favorite places now that all my sisters and everybody are down there. I go down there often, and uh, I do love Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I I really do like – it isn't where we come from, and I know we come from Minnesota. Right. It isn't where we come from, but it's got – a lot of the qualities that we like as far as living. And I, I do love Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Yeah, I've just made my first trip there uh, when we went down for this Doug Stewart weekend. And, yeah, man, I, I had a great time. Uh, very impressed. Uh, the Chief Rocker also says, uh, no, James, two and done for your Iowa State Cyclones. Well, I mean, he could, he could think what he wants. But I, all I can tell you is that, you know, being in that college experience down at Iowa State, it's it's a whole different world because it's it's totally college. It's college and playing ball, and you get focused on playing ball down there at Iowa State, and that's why you've had a, a bunch of good coaches come through there because Iowa State is a is a a college that their players can get focused on basketball right you have your schooling and that's a beautiful campus you've been did i think i may have brought you down there v i don't know if it was no, you or, I, didn't, or no, I, didn't, no, I didn't make it down there when you were there so um i have been on that campus uh, i stopped by there uh, we got friends over in des moines so when i was coming back one weekend and uh, me and angie stopped over there and just kind of walked around checked out the football facilities and and, uh, you know, the uh, stadium wasn't or the Coliseum wasn't open for hoops, but obviously it's just right across the street. And it's it's not a bad setup. And, you know, Iowa State here, uh, you know, football wise, they've uh, upgraded the football stadium there. So, uh, you know, they're regularly in the mix beating I-1 football and in basketball. Obviously, they've got a pretty good program now. So it's definitely a nice place to go to school and a very nice campus. And you know, and they're always trying to beat that Iowa's ass. So oh, of I mean, course. it's of it's, 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 a, a, it's a great. State. Oh, it's a it's a great campus. I mean, that's the one thing about Iowa State. You could always think about the Iowa over than Iowa City, but when you when it comes to Ames, Iowa, you don't get a smaller town for a, a real nice university, and that has really good quality athletic, you know, facilities. You know, the one thing I did love that I, I was there, V, is that I love their acular, you know, their their 
the the kids that can play the you know the right. sub sub place you know the sub athletics. It was it was a great place where you could go play. If you if you couldn't make the team, there was plenty of other things that you could do. And yeah, yeah. the one thing it's about Iowa State is that it's it's calm, it's it's nice, and the education is top level. But you have nothing but time on your hands oh, yeah, this is to true. make yeah. yourself better. And that and, is the one thing I love about Iowa State and, and all their all their athletics and Okay, okay. Well let me say this. Um I think Iona could be a real test. Uh, the Chief Rocker jersey. Oh, by the way, now James, people want to know. As they say you sound like you sipping, man. You uh, you got anything uh in that glass tonight? Man, you know what? When I'm down here in Arizona, especially what I have to deal with down here, <laughs> sometimes you have to take a little sip just to see what the hell is going on down there because we have nothing. You know what Bobby Hurley's been doing down here? Yeah, 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 down at ASU, absolutely. Bobby Hurley's trying to figure out what he's doing on, and I understand that, man, and I get him. I get him, but he's got a couple years to try to figure this stuff out, and, you know, maybe he, maybe he's going to do it maybe in the next couple of years, but this crew that he's got now, they gave up on him, and it was hard to see that here in Arizona. You know, seeing the team actually giving up on a coach, right? But, but uh, you know, it's Bobby Hurley, right? We yeah. all know him. Yeah, absolutely. He's Big the ultimate Bob. competitor, ultimate competitor, and uh, all his all his family is coaches. Okay, you know that's that's definitely true too. Hey, now the Chief Rocker says. I watch Iowa State all year. They choke too much in the big game. Big game, James. Well, I mean, he has to understand what league that they come, you know, they're coming from. They're coming from, the, you know, the the Big 12. The Big 12 this year has been ranked. Were were they ranked just – no, they were ranked before the Big 10, right? For a minute they were. Yes, they were. Absolutely. All right, so the Big 12 was ranked before the Big Ten. So, I mean, I've got Iowa State, and they were they were in the top echelon of the Big 12. So you can't discount them. Right. The one thing I don't like, then is that I've been watching the Pac-12 all year. Okay. And I folks- understand. I understand Charles, was, Charles Barkley was on the TV the other day saying, don't discount the Big 12 and all the rest, you know, whatever. You know what? Arizona State sucks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got, okay. what, Utah? How many ball players we know that are coming from Utah? You know what I mean? Yeah, and Utah, what, they got a th- three seed, and you know, I mean. And they got a three seed, but they're not going to win against them boys from the East Coast. You know that, right? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I got Seton Hall taking out Utah in that second-round game. Absolutely. Um, Grego out there is talking about Villanova. They're tough. Now, let me – because we got about ten more minutes here. So, James, let me include you here on these uh, five games to keep an eye on. Uh, Vanderbilt, Wichita State, which has started. I think Wichita State was up by a couple. 
Um, we just talked about Iowa State, Iona. We also got Baylor and Yale. Now, this is kind of becoming everybody's uh, little darling uh, pick em game here. You always get that with the uh, uh, Ivy League teams. But Yale, um, and I'll just read what it says here. This is interesting because Baylor got no favors. Yale is 103 miles south from Dunkin' Donuts Center where this game will be played. And Yale is a very good team this season. The committee got the Bulldogs' placement right in the bracket in seeding. Baylor has some beast up front. Rico Gathers is leaving basketball when this season ends to pursue an NFL career. He'll be challenged by Brandon Sherrod down low. This could be a beautiful mix of physicality and quick guard play. Lester Mefford versus Makai Mason is the matchup to watch. I have a good feeling this game will be within the two possessions with uh, less than three minutes to go. Yale is in the tournament for the first time since 1962. So can uh, Yale Bulldogs pull this off, brother? No, they have no chance. I mean, are you serious? I mean, yeah, Yale is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad for the guys. I mean, yeah, get in there. I mean, we understand why you're going to Yale. We get it. But, I mean, those other boys, they're, they're there to win. They're there to, to be – they're not going to Yale, V. They're not going to Yale. Oh, Baylor. Hey, hey as a Baptist, uh, Baylor is uh, the preeminent, probably most famous Baptist university in the country, uh, kind of the, the Baptist Notre Dame there. But, yeah. Um, I Now, listen, I've watched Yale a little bit this year. And again, I'm just, James, I'm just trying to look for either point spreads or the little thing where I can pick the upset. I do, I did pick Yale as the upset here uh, over the fifth seed Baylor. Again, Yale's the 12th seed. Um, for no mere reasons than they are a good Yale's the 12th seed, bro. I know, I get it. I get it. I get it, brother. I get it. But. You know, again, I'm just trying to look for little little nooks and crannies here, homeboy. Nooks and crannies. I understand. I understand. All right. So the next game, my brother, we got Indiana, the fifth seed. Uh, they're playing Chattanooga. Again, another 12 seed. Uh, Indiana, if you listen to sports done right through the year, uh, very good team. Obviously, they are the Big Ten regular season champions. Uh, they did lose in the Big Ten tournament earlier than expected. Um, I, I, you know, again, I don't really put too much stock into that, so I'm not too worried. Um, I really, really, yeah. yeah. Um, the Big Ten champion is going is going into the second round, please. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Indiana gets a very convincing win in this game. Um, that's all I really got to say about this one. I'm not too worried about Chattanooga. You know, anything could happen, but you know. I'm not just on paper. I'm not too worried about him if I'm an Indiana fan. Hey, Governor, who you got winning it all? Oh, yeah, that's right. You came in late, brother. Here, I'll tell you my uh, final four real quick. Um, I got Kansas coming out of the south. I got Xavier coming out of the east. I got Oregon. Yep, I got Xavier. Hey, the two-seeded Xavier is going to beat the number one seed North Carolina Tar Heels in the final. Okay, 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 okay. I got Oregon coming out the west, and I got Michigan State coming out of the Midwest. So championship game, I got Michigan State over. That's right. 
I got Michigan State over Kansas, and oh. my my score is seventy eight to seventy one. Oh my goodness, you got the same thing as I do. But I mean, what do you think about Purdue? Hey, uh, Purdue. Um, Tommy Hammonds is a beast in the middle. He is a. Uh, he will be playing in the NBA. He's a great guy. Uh, Purdue's a solid yes. squad. Solid squad. But um, that I don't. They they had potential, and I've seen some columns talking about them being, you know, kind of the sneak pick to maybe get to a Final Four. Um, I got Purdue losing to Michigan State in the Midwest Final. Okay. So um, okay, I got, so, I got so all Big Ten Midwest me, Final. All right, so let me ask you this. Do you not like, you know, Alex Rodriguez's oh, nephew? Do you not like him? Uh, before, uh, who's his nephew? Does his nephew play ball? <laughs> I, I, already, I already know. I already know how you feel about that, that boy's. Oh, what do you okay. think about him? I I am not familiar with him, homeboy. What do you mean, Miami? That's your team. I I, no, what you, football, football, football. I haven't watched. Right, so, what do you think about Miami, Miami now? Basketball. Hey, Miami basketball. You know that Alex Alex Rodriguez's oh, yeah, nephew or yeah, whatever. He's I, the I point right, guard right, right. and he's balling. Okay, okay. Well, good for him. Good for him. Miami, you know, top squad, top squad. Um, they have uh, definitely turned it into a basketball school for the meantime. So, you know, they're um, top 10 team. Can't mess with them. I don't really have – I'm trying to look through my brackets here as I'm talking. I know you need to look. You better be careful of Miami. Miami? Watch, watch Miami because the kid okay. is good and and the supporting cast have, around him. And I have them going to the Sweet 16, James. Um, obviously, I think they're going to kill Buffalo. And I also have Miami um, beating Arizona. I have them losing to Villanova in the semifinals of the South region. Do you? That's that's where I'm struggling, V, is, is that game right there. I think that oh, game James. is going to be awesome. James, before we continue, we got a bet out here in the chat room because I only got a few minutes left, so I want to get <laughs> some of this chat out here. And we got we got bets on what James is sipping on tonight, people. So, James, I'm going to read off some choices here. Go ahead. And we're going to get you the answer. And these these mofo's out here collecting bets on this. <laughs> All right, James. So that ninja, my main man T, uh, T Tiller from Huntsville, Alabama. He asked James, "What's his beverage of choice? Cognac, vodka, rum, tequila, bourbon." Answer all. That's what I say. But um, uh, Grego says, "Let's take bets." I'm saying bourbon. Uh, that ninja says it sounds like he might be on some scotch. <laughs> Grego says I'm gonna throw fifty cent on tequila straight. <laughs> uh, oh, Tank Murdoch in the house. Hold on, Tank. I appreciate you slipping in here. And Big Tank Murdoch says um, gin and juice. <laughs> oh man, John Fisher says I got fifty well, cents on you- tequila. And that ninja says you, 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 you can tell every you can tell everybody me that James is always a cognac drinker. Yes, he uh, is. Yes, he is, ladies and gentlemen. Cognac, the cognac drinker. That's what I do, and I, I I love my little Hennessy. 
little squeeze of lime and, and some ice on there. I like I like that. All right, there it is, y'all. So whoever had cognac on that bet, make sure you collect. Make sure you uh, you get that PayPal set up. <laughs> make sure y'all get that. So cognac it is. <laughs> hey, James, you ever mess with that Remy Martin? No, man, I can't do that. That's the, and no, no. I'm a, I'm an experienced drinker, and you already know that. And that this is true. Oh, we Greg says, that. damn, the house won. Nobody said cognac. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the way we do that stuff, man. I, you know what? Your your fans are great. I, I think they're all fantastic. I think your your show's fantastic. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to be able to come down here in Arizona and give you a little experience of what we're dealing with. And, and just to let you know what I'm looking at, I'm looking at some mountains. I'm looking at some at some palm trees. I and I, I'm looking at, and I'm I'm sitting out here in like it was with the 78, 80 degrees right now, and right. it's actually beautiful here in Arizona. And we're excited about this tournament coming up, and we got Bernie Sanders here tonight. Oh, and uh, we're we're you know we're we're here. Arizona's here, so right. we miss well, everybody up in there in Minnesota. Uh, that's for uh, sure. Yeah, I hear you. Now, let's do this. Um, Tank Murdoch says, best show in America. I appreciate that big tank from tanks from down there in Kentucky. Last couple games here is we only got a couple minutes left. Um, John Fisher, if you can check in and let me know if you're ready to go here in a couple minutes or if you need me to do uh, any more filler time for you. Um, uh, James, last game here that I want to talk about is, first let me mention one game, but we don't have to talk about it on the top five list. Um, this one was interesting. Um, CBS.sports or CBSSports.com. West Virginia playing Stephen F. Austin. That was one that they wanted to keep an eye on as well. But Seton Hall and Gonzaga. Now, Seton Hall, the boys of the East Coast are the sixth seed. Gonzaga uh, obviously has been there forever. They're the 11th seed. This is a Thursday game. I'll just read this real quick here. And, um, again, John Fisher, if you can check in, let me know if uh, you need me to go a couple more minutes here. Otherwise, after we're done here in about two, three minutes, we'll turn it over to you, sir. Um, it says, now, how about this game? You can make the case that Seton Hall should have played, uh, let's see, played its way onto the four, four line, but at least the five. And it's the 11 seed for Gonzaga or excuse me, and this 11th seed for Gonzaga proves the Bulldogs would not have been in the field if they did not win the West Coast Championship Tournament there. So um, here's why the game's a must-watch. You've got Seton Hall, which just won its first Big East title game in 23 years, playing as well as any team in the country, truly. Damn right. The Pirates look freaking terrific in the past month, and Isaiah Whitehead has become one of the most dangerous players on the court in the country in Big Jersey. Uh, the Chief Rocker Jersey Vern was talking about that earlier. Um, then you got Gonzaga, whose performances in March vary. Not a lot of expectations here, but don't forget about what this team has in Kyle Whit Whitner and Demantis uh, Sabonis. The Sabonis, uh, Angel Delgado, and uh, – Unfortunately, the printer kind of messed up that I printed this on. So, again, they're just saying, I think, um, the paraphrase that, you know, Gonzaga does have some talent. And, you know, hey, maybe if shots don't drop, um, Gonzaga can pull off the victory. No. Hell no. No. They ain't got no. No, no they ain't got no chance, man. Come on, they man. Are, you got knocked the fuck 
no, not not no, no. I mean, I, we we've dealt with the Gonzaga over and over again, and and you know what? Their run has been great. I mean, we all have to say their run has been great, but okay. this is when it stops. I mean, that's okay, just I how it you. goes, man. Right. I mean, this is when it stops. They got there again. They just don't. The recruiting wasn't enough. This is when it stops. They're not going to win, V. They're not so, going to win. Okay. Well, let's do this here. We got another minute or two with James, and uh, we got some politics breaking here. Donald Trump wins Florida, Illinois, and North Carolina. John Kasich wins his home state of Ohio. Uh, Hillary Clinton has taken Florida, North Carolina, and Illinois. Uh, waiting to hear on some other things on the Democratic side. So that's what's going down there. And it is uh, looking like it's going to be Clinton and, the, and your boy Donald Trump, homeboy. No, not, not, no I, 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 only, I only shook his hand. But uh, I, I, I think this is uh, for made TV for our first presidential election. And I don't know if I like that. Well, here's the thing, and, um, you know, James uh, has met the man, Donald Trump, there. Uh, that was uh, the casino, right? Was yeah, over down there with my mom. Well, my mom worked for her and worked for him. And uh, Yeah, Don, that, yeah. And, well, yeah, I didn't want – I didn't know if you wanted to bring it up. But, yeah, uh, James's mom was an executive, um, and she helped set up the casino uh, down uh, in uh, – what was that, Gary Hammond, just south of Chicago, over there on Lake Michigan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what happened. But um, just yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know what this. Uh, you know what? I don't. I don't want to do. I don't want to do this right now. I really don't. Hey, I hear you, man. <laughs> Donald Trump. My God. Uh, but um, oh, we got some breaking news here. Chris Long, Howie Song, the offensive lineman, has signed with Grego's New England Patriots. Uh, <laughs> Well, they had to get rid of they had to get rid of Dante Jones. They had to get rid of my Jones boy. They had to give him to us. So now we got a new defensive lineman, which is going to help us all better. All right, so folks, we are finishing up with Big Game James here, all the way from the Valley of the Sun. We're going to rock it for a couple more minutes. I haven't heard from Dipset, the main man John Fisher. Want to make sure he has uh, time to get everything set up here. So, again, Big Fish, if you're out there, man, let me know if you're ready to rock and roll. And um, we, we will dip into you. If not, we'll be done at 25 um, after the hour. So that's five minutes from now. So, James, let's have some fun here, man. Um, like I was saying, we've taken so many trips to Vegas, the boy trips um, with um, – uh, our main man, uh, the late great Ron Estes, rest in peace. Our main man, Ron Pearson, uh, Jeff, my brother-in-law and his friends. Um, all the stuff, you know, renting the convertibles, rolling down the LV strip, rolling out to the to the dam. James, let me ask you this. What is your favorite place to stay in Las Vegas? You already know it's the Las Vegas Hilton with the best sports book in the world. But it's but it's not the Las Vegas Hilton anymore though. They they sold. Yeah, it to, I know it, what it. it's it's the West 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 something or I don't Is know it a Weston property or something. I don't. I, I think it, it's called like Westgate or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yep, I think you may be correct, sir. 
Um, yeah, but James likes best, it old The best style. sports book in the whole world is is the Westgate oh, or the Hilton in Las Vegas, and you already know it. Me, we've been there for hours. Hours upon hours, man. Personally, now you gonna now, James. This may frighten you. I haven't been to Vegas in about six years. I I will be back this year. Um, my old spot, and again, old spot because I haven't been there for a minute. I used to love staying over at Mandalay Bay. Um, you know, the beach, the pool, all that stuff. But man, this cosmopolitan here has got me intrigued, and I think that's where I'm definitely gonna be. Uh, putting my feet up and laying my dome. The only hotel with balconies out there on the Las Vegas strip and uh balconies, Las Vegas nighttime, man, whole <laughs> lot of fun stuff can go down there, brother. Low man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First lady up here talking nonsense. It's been 10 months. Wait, oh, tell her to yeah. tell her tell her to sit back and relax and have a exactly. Coca Cola, man. Lady, She's fine, exactly. man. Chill out, chill out. Two homeboys <laughs> catching up. The Vegas posse catching up, doing our thing. We got a, just a yeah. couple more minutes. We're gonna turn it over. Angie over yeah. here talking talking about your old gross. See, that's what I'm talking about. First lady on troll patrol. <laughs> tell her just to relax, man. We'll be fine, man. Exactly. Everything's good, man. We had a great time in Vegas. All of you know what? We've been so many places in Vegas that you know what? The one of the best places I will say that me, you, and all the rest of our boys, we love that strategy. I mean, the Stardust and that sports book was one oh, of the, the best we've Stardust. ever been. Ladies and gentlemen, quick story here. We were at the old Stardust Hotel. It's been torn down. Um, that was in kind of the middle part of the strip, uh, heading towards downtown, uh, kind of a de- depressed area. But we stayed out there. We kind of did a budget trip that, that on that trip. And we were in the sports book, and they had a tournament going on, a little betting tournament. This is when I was, I'll never forget, Jake the Snake Plumber was with Arizona State, and they were playing UCLA. And that was when we ran into Jimmy J.J. Walker in the sports book, sipping on some brew, sitting there, just making bets like nobody's business, man, hanging out, talking with Jimmy Walker in the sports book. (laughs) That was fantastic. Oh, it was. And the the thing was, he was the one that told me to bet on Arizona State. (laughs) Because, you know, we were talking. I still could believe I was talking with JJ, man. And he goes, well, hey, man, who are you betting in this game? And I said, oh, I don't know. I might might take UCLA. He's like, hey, man, don't do that, man. Jake the Snake's going to do his thing today. Take Arizona State, and I'll be damned if it wasn't true and collected that money. <laughs> JJ Walker, baby. Oh, man. Hats off to Jimmy <laughs> JJ Walker, man. That was, again, only in Vegas. Um <laughs> You know, I mean, I've seen some celebrities there. I've seen Magic Johnson playing craps with uh, <laughs> Nicole Brown Simpson's sister, Denise. I've seen, you know, when we, James was out there. Remember, we were out there for the Tyson-Bruno fight weekend. When we, Floyd uh, Mayweather. Oh, we were at Floyd Mayweather's first fight at the Texas Hotel Casino. Yes. Uh, yes. Friday night fights on ESPN, and also it was Angel Manfredi's first fight. Remember that first first fight, 
And that was the headliner great. was Johnny Tappy on the card. Was that the best night that we've had boxing ever? Ever. ever. Exactly, man. Exactly. Well, Fixin' Man, I'll tell you what, brother. We're going to kind of put a bow on the show here. Um, before I let you get out of here, first off, thanks for uh, some great entertainment tonight, man. The people love you. Um, let me say this, my man. I, I miss you. Um, I wish you were uh, closer so we could hang out. There's nothing like, um, you know, hanging out, um, throwing some stuff on the grill, watching some football, doing our thing. But, man, I will be down there soon. And let me tell you, I am uh, looking forward to some golf down there. And I am definitely looking forward to heading out to uh, one of my favorite restaurants, Houston, over on Scottsdale Avenue or Scottsdale Road in Scottsdale, Arizona. And, yeah, um, sir. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's just plow into a couple steaks, man. Have a couple drinks and um let's just take that cruise and do our thing, homeboy. Man, tell everybody to come down to Arizona and get some palm trees, some warm weather and just some really nice life and if you love golf, this is the mecca of golf right yes, now. Sir. Yes, sir. There's not there's not a bad course anywhere you go. This is absolutely fabulous down here all right so and please tell Anne i will try to kick her butt anytime <laughs> i see her and just and make sure she understands that and i will always try to kick her butt and yes, same sir. with her brother yep, but uh you know just you know just man minnesota and arizona i mean it's i i love both and uh, oh, and uh, don't forget you got it. You got an Arizona, you got an Atlanta family out here now too, because you know most of this chat rooms from the the Atlanta metro. So you know you got your sisters living down there in the ATL now. So make sure you let people know when you're heading that way. Uh, well, I always go down to Atlanta to go see my sisters, and uh, they always take me to play golf. So on your brown golf courses. Y'all ain't got no thing, no water. I mean, it's brown all the time. I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, oh, I love no. golf. Y'all get some brown golf courses a lot, but I enjoy coming down there to kick my brother-in-law and my sister in golf every right. time. So I love it going down oh, there just man. to, just to kick butt. And if any of y'all want to, try to mess with me just uh, please right. just let me know i mean i, I okay. go down there quite often just let uh, me know all right and, and but, remember uh, the the drink of the night was cognac tonight remember cognac you know what cognac is working tonight because the business is going great we actually have uh seven events going on in march oh, real, very quickly here james uh, owns a bartending company in phoenix uh, again tell the people real quick uh, if uh, anybody hears this in phoenix arizona who do they call if they want to rent a good bartender well that's what we do down here in arizona is that uh we have a, a bartending business that so we go to private residences and businesses and churches and uh, anniversary parties and wedding parties, whatever, whatever they need, we handle their, their, their bartending situations. And I've been doing it for about a year and a half, almost two years now. So whatever you need, tell anybody down in Slay, let me know, but, uh, make sure they understand that if they're coming to see me, they better be ready to talk some big mini sports on top. 
All right, James, I'm going to let you go as we're going to end this show here. Make sure you're listening to my main man, uh, John Fisher, Cooking with the Microwave is his show. James, have a good night, brother. I'll catch up with you this weekend on the private line. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get it set up, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Tell everybody I love them. Peace. All right, peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my main man, the fix-it man out of Arizona. He is big game James Fuller. So, all right, folks. Well, that's pretty much it for tonight. Um, we did a uh, some extra time. We got started early. We actually ended right on our normal time at 930. So Fisher is ready. Cooking with the microwave is coming up next. First off, let me thank everybody who called in. My main man, Jason Adams. He's new to the scene. Local guy in Minnesota. He wanted to talk a little Minnesota wild hockey. We hit him up. I thank him for calling in. Of course, the Chief Raka, he don't drink vodka, and he got the microphone inside his locker. That's right, my main man, Jersey Vern, called in, and we ran through them brackets, um, What he, who he thought. Um, he's real big on Seton Hall as well. Um, he is from the area, so he knows what he's talking about. Obviously, uh who else do we have? Obviously, we just got off the phone with Big Game James. Man, what can I say? We had a great show tonight. John Fisher is in the mix. He is ready to rock and roll. So, folks, we're going to keep it tuned. Keep it rocking and rolling for cooking with the microwave. Before I get out of here, let me say what up to Gary G. Money Joiner. Thank you for joining us, Gary. Um, Gary, make sure you go back and listen to the show. It was a real good one tonight, my friend. Uh, Gary G Money Joiner is not a golf fan. Um, he says golf is the most horrible sport. Gary is your golf troll, man. He does not like golf at all. Miniature golf is better, more exciting. There you are. He's a funny one. He's a funny one. Why so serious? All right, folks, from me, Vince Wright, the sports governor, Spreaker.com, Tuesday nights. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One, the number one after the Big Smooth. Make sure you follow our Facebook group, that sports done right, W R I G H T. Clinton wins Florida. Clinton is in a battle in Illinois, and Bernie may win Illinois, but. It really is Hillary's night. John Kasich does win his home state of Ohio, but Trump wins everything else. And uh, Fox News earlier did confirm from what people said in the chat room that Rubio is getting out of the race. And we are ending it there. So that ninja last chat says, Gary, you still on probation from yesterday. Tread lightly, sir. Uh, and also says... Uh, Sup to Kesey. Grego says, golf is a sport you can play until you're damn near dead, G-Money. And by the way, speaking of that, uh, kind of an ominous note here. We have Arnold Palmer's tournament coming up here this weekend, the Bay Hill Invitational. Uh, for the first time in forever, Arnold really won't be taking part in interviews. He will not be hitting any ceremonial first shots off the tee. He basically is going to be used as a prop, more or less, just kind of waving. He'll sign some autographs. Um, he is now 86 years old, and over the past year, apparently, 
the uh, irony has taken a, uh, a a real nasty turn towards the um the well not not the good side let's say he has some balance issues so they won't be uh, allowing him to swing the golf club and actually I read today in the in the article where I saw this Arnold Palmer has not swung a golf club in 6 months so Arnold we love you uh, Arnie's army changed the world of golf much like Tiger did for the modern generation without Arnold there would be no golf um he's the main man so Arnie hang in there um, we're thinking about you, and we love you. You are the man. You are from Western Pennsylvania, right down the road from where my dad's from. So uh, much love there. Grego says, laugh, laugh out loud, follow death by Arnold Palmer. Oh, listen to you. <laughs> Thank you, Grego. Appreciate that, my friend. All right, folks, let me get out of here. John Fisher is raring to go. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor from the Situation Room. I thank you for listening to another episode of Sports Done Right. Make sure you tune in for the Sports and More show Thursday night. We'll let you know the time. It's going to be either 7 or 7.30. Me and my co-host, Dollars and Cents, Reggie Lawrence, will be talking about sports and more. Unconquered, unbound, undefeated. You finally got it right. Sports Done Right. Check us out right here on Spreaker every Tuesday night with your host, the big smooth Vince Wright. You can keep up with all the latest breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook. It's about time you got your sports done right.